UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. Stacy Heating and Air, 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. And in part by The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the stadium for this OHSAA football game. It is a hot and sultry evening in Fairfield, Ohio at Fairfield High School where tonight the Hamilton Baden Rams are going to be the home team on the scoreboard as they will take on the Roger Baton Spartans. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Rob Rickenbaugh. And tonight we've got GCL football action for you as the Roger Bacon Spartans 2-2 two and two on the year, 0-1 oh in the GCL, coming in off of their loss last week to McNicholas 31-14 to to take on Hamilton Baden 3-1 and one on the year. They are 1-0 and oh in the GCL Central. They lead the Central after last week in a game that they won last week in their encounter. Rob, as we look at what happened in last week's game with the Spartans, it just proved just how young they really are. That's true, Dave. This is a very young team. As I went back and kind of took a look at the stats last week, took a look at the game film, uh, the youth of the Spartans really kind of started to show. Uh, they're a team that relies heavily, especially on defense, uh, on a lot of sophomores, some freshmen, a few juniors. There's only ten seniors on this whole team, only five of which really contribute. Uh, and what happened last week is they kind of got caught in the buzzsaw of a homecoming game, a rivalry game, came out a little bit too excited, lost some focus. McNick was able to run the ball, and that was really the difference in the game. And the one thing that we've got to look forward to tonight is the fact that Corey Kiner is back into the lineup. He'll be back in after missing last week's game with that high ankle sprain. He's, he's the difference maker for Roger Bacon. It's been a long time since they had a guy who literally could take it to the house every time he touches the ball. Uh, 5'10", 200 pounds, legitimate 4'3 speed for a 14 or 15-year-old. Last week, I think that game is a victory for Roger Bacon if he has taken the ball out on the edge. Instead, they relied on Keontae Deer and Chris Coogley. Kiner's back tonight. He's at 100%, and I think it'll be for an exciting game. Well, last week, as we talked about that ball game, the Spartans fell down early, and they really weren't playing well in the first half. Down 21 to nothing. Zach Kappel caught a 15-yard touchdown pass from Tyler Bullock. To, so the Spartans pulled within 21 to 7 with just over two minutes remaining. Then their defense stiffened and caused the Rockets to go three and out. Then Zach Kuhlman went to work. Dropping back is Kuhlman for Roger Bacon. He's going to take him in at about his 30. A lot of movement up front. Good snap from center. Burdick is going to get the punt away. It's a low-line drive kick that Kuhlman's going to take in at his 25. Cuts it to the far side, to the 30, to the 35, to the 40, 45, 50. Up the near side, to the 40, to the 35, to the 30. He's going to take it in for the score. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. 70-yard return for Kuhlman. And all of a sudden, Roger Bacon's back into this one at 21 to 13 with a minute 6 to go in this first half. What an electrifying run by Coleman 
You know, unfortunately, Rob, that was about the most excitement for Roger Bacon in the first half. But the defense really seemed to come up and, and were able to take advantage of that football game in the second half. It was just the offense wasn't able to move. Right. There was nothing to lose mentality that we talked about last week when Bacon Canada came out. Young defense, 0-0. Zero to zero. The pressure of that rivalry, I think, got to them a little bit. Uh, when McNick went up big, much like the game last year uh, when they were up big and we made a comeback, Sometimes your best football is played when there's nothing to lose. That young defense kind of buckled down and was able to make some stops. Unfortunately, sophomore Tyler Bullock, you know, the offense also a very, very young side of the ball, was unable to capitalize. You know, we've already talked about Kiner coming back into the lineup tonight after missing last week's game. He still leads the conference in rushing after missing last week's game. He's got 72 carries for 506 yards in just three games, seven yards per carry, and Rob caught up with Corey before tonight's ball game. Corey, you sat out last week with an ankle injury. The first question, of course, that everyone is thinking is how the ankle is feeling. Um, it's feeling better, feeling like 95%. I'm coming back, probably going to be 100% tomorrow on Friday night, but I'm ready for the game. I'm back and I'm better. Good news for all of the fans, for sure. It uh, didn't take you long to put the city on notice with a record-breaking 302-yard effort against Western Hills. Uh, then opened up Indian Hill with an uh, electrifying 80-yard TD run before getting hurt. Uh, been in the spotlight a long time, and you've dreamed of playing at Roger Bacon for a long time. How does it feel to finally be here at your dad's alma mater and be off to such a special freshman season? It's like a dream come true, basically. It's, I'm living my dream out right now, doing what I love, football. Not many people can say that. Uh, this is a young team, uh, certainly the core of this team being made up mostly of freshmen and sophomores, uh, a few juniors, program definitely on the rise, led by guys like yourself and Tyler Bullock, Nolan Tebby, Ryan Blout. Seems all the pieces are in place for a really successful run over the next few years. Uh, do tough losses like last week go down any better, knowing that you guys are still kind of learning how to play football and still growing into your bodies, uh, and that the future is so bright? Um, yeah. The tough losses like that is just it's just letting us know where we stand right now, and it's just building character for us in the future. So we know how to handle losses like that, and we build to get better, to respond, and come back and win, and not have losses like that. Uh, this is a school with a lot of history, a lot of great running backs, uh, Rose Bowl MVPs, and uh, you know legitimate Division One prospects have come through here. What does it feel like to be already mentioned in the same breath with some of the guys like Mel Anthony and Jared Dean? Feels good. Um, I I just go out and play like I'm supposed to play every Friday. So like I don't think I'm the best, but like I have to play like I'm the best because I know somebody else is working hard just as hard as me. That's right. Uh, and by the way, Mel Anthony, who is a Michigan grad and a Rose Bowl MVP, is watching you. I know and has sent his best through me to you. Uh, finally, Baden has had trouble stopping the run this year, most notably against Edgewood. Uh, who put up almost 400 yards rushing on the Rams. What can we look for tonight as you guys take the field with you back in the lineup? A strong run game and a good team effort tonight against um, against Bayern. Right. Corey, I appreciate it. Good luck tonight and on the rest of your freshman season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Rob, it may not be a very long game here this evening because you've got two teams that are going to want to establish the run here tonight, especially in Baden. They've only attempted 36 passes all year. That's correct. Last week they only attempted one pass against Purcell. Of course, it went for a 42-yard touchdown. They want to rely heavily on the run. They are a team that relies on a lot of guys to play both ways. 
If they can shorten the game on offense, run the clock down some, that benefits them. What happened a couple weeks ago against Edgewood, where that defense was on the field for a long time, uh, they got gouged for almost 400 yards and lost that one. And look for them to try to run ball control and, and keep this as short as they can. And I know you, you have been one of the biggest proponents of Ky, uh, Kiner since I've known you. you. You've told me all about him. Is he going to make that much of a difference in this ball game tonight if it does become a running game? I think he will. Some of it will come down to a young offensive line. Uh, they start one freshman and three sophomores on that offensive line with just one senior. If they can get any sort of push, Kiner is a game changer. Like we said last week, there were several of those plays that Keontae Deer took to the outside that are touchdowns if the ball's in Corey Kiner's hands. Uh, I will anticipate them to be focused on stopping Kiner. They know what's coming. Uh, it'll be a battle of wills on whether or not they can, can be successful in getting him going. And here's the thing. Chris Coogley played outstanding last week. He, he really ran the ball hard all night long. He just doesn't have that breakaway speed. But when you talk about Coogley, he's the type of guy that can really come in and change the pace of the football game at, at, a, at a, any given moment. Chris Googley's one of those heartbeat guys. He always has been. Uh, he's a guy that the team looks to to really kind of get some momentum, uh, to have some fortitude. He's always kind of brought a real toughness to the team when they needed it. So you'd expect nothing less for when him to step in to, to give it 100% and, and really stick his head out there. You know, of course, now he's the thunder to Kiner's lightning. Uh, sends a lot of times, you know, blocking on the edge or, or trying to set Kiner up. But as a true team player, uh, he's more than willing to take that role. And, of course, Coogley was the leading rusher in last week's ball game for the Spartans, and you had an opportunity to talk to him earlier this week. Chris, you were a senior, transferred in from Moeller three years ago. Can you tell me what it has meant to be a student athlete here at Roger Bacon? Uh, the biggest thing that is uh, different between here and at Moeller is the uh, – you know, the size of the school and how many people go to it. And it's really more of a close-knit family type of group at Roger Bacon. So that's that's one of the most important things. Uh, you are a passionate player, always playing with a lot of heart and really giving the Spartans some attitude. What lessons do you try to share with the younger guys to help them come along both in practice and uh, getting ready for Friday nights in the GCL? Um, what I say before every game is to, you know, stay focused, have a lot of intensity, have a lot of energy. And so – that that's probably what I stress most about you know about the game is staying focused and having a high motor and you know showing a lot of intensity. Uh, Baden comes in after a big win over Purcell. Uh, can you tell me what the Spartans need to do to be successful against the Rams tonight? Um, like I said, we just we need to stay focused and have a lot of intensity. They're big boys and they they're gonna come out and punch us in the mouth. And I think we need to we need to respond and you know punch them in the mouth. Thanks for your time, Chris, and good luck tonight. Thank you. Well, when you've got a kid like Chris Coogley, you know you're going to punch some guys in the mouth. That's right. <laughs> he, he lives for those moments. So uh, that's why we love Chris. Uh, this team, again, takes a lot of their fortitude from uh, the effort he puts forward on the field. We will take a look at what's going on around the GCL, also outside of conference action, and look at the standings. We'll do all that when we continue on the pregame show after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to 9 years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, 
Low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Well, this game was moved from Baden for whatever reason. We're not sure. The Fairfield people told me that they thought there was a scheduling conflict at Hamilton-Baden tonight. This is just a gorgeous facility, Rob. When you look at this, I mean, you've got the track around it. This is definitely a college-type field with the track around it. The stadium, as you look at it, you've got three sides of it that has bleachers in it and then the concessions at the far end of the stadium, but it's got the prescription turf. It is just a gorgeous night for football. It's about 90 degrees. The officials are probably going to take that six-minute obligatory water break that they they sometimes do early in the year, and we'll look, look for that here tonight. But these teams, you know, last week's game was played under the sun, but it wasn't quite as hot as what tonight's game is going to be. Is that going to have any kind of advantage to either one of these teams? I think if there is an advantage to play out, it might be in Bacon's favor. Bacon keeps a lot of guys honest by just playing them on one side of the ball. As we spoke about, Baden has several guys who play both ways. Uh, If they have any trouble at all stopping Kiner, and that defense is on the field for any significant amount of time in pursuit, uh, this could be a night that Bacon has a lot of success and uh, might take a win home. Well, you look at last year's ball game. It was September 23rd on a Friday night also, and Baden defeated Roger Bacon. They doubled up on them, 28-14. to Baden led 16 to nothing at the half. They moved out to a 28 to nothing lead before Chris Coogley scored on two two-yard touchdown runs, one with 2.23 left and another one with 16 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Baden really dominated that ballgame defensively, Rob. They had... But on offense, they had 359 yards of total offense, and they only gave up 189 to the Spartans in the game. Yeah, the one thing you will notice as we do these games, uh, Dave, is incremental progress. You know, I had a chance to sit down with the principal of Roger Bacon, Steve Shad, this week, who noted once again that this really has been uh, a long-term rebuilding plan for Mike Blout. He came in with the, the motto to turn it around. The cupboard was bare when he came in. School has always been excellent academically, but there wasn't a whole lot of effort or or emphasis on football. What Mike has done is made it an attractive destination for kids who want to play high-level football again. So as the years have progressed and kids have funneled in, uh, the program has been on the rise, which is this year's slogan, Rise of the Spartans. So I think every week from this point on, as we look to see incremental progress, guys developing, it's really next year and the year after they're going to be the home run years for Roger Bacon. And it doesn't matter if you're private or public or large or small schools. When you get one of those classes that are coming through and you can see that the talent is there, the enthusiasm starts to build. Uh, I'll tell a story that I observed last year. We spoke about Anderson last week and how good they were. Our freshman team that are now sophomores scrimmaged their team last year. Anderson got off the bus hooting and hollering with about 100 guys. Roger Bacon had 30. Roger Bacon punched him in the mouth 42 to nothing. Uh, and that was the, the groundwork for what everyone knew was going to be a kind of a special rebuilding, of course, since then, Corey Kiner comes in. You now have 25 sophomores and freshmen who are addressing varsity tonight as major contributors. Uh, you'll bring back 10 starters next year on offense. You'll bring back 8 starters next year on defense. 
Uh, things are bright for Roger Bacon. It's just fans like myself being patient as we go through some growing pains uh, and still kind of look to develop that winning culture. Nick Yorty is the head coach of Baden. He's a 1997 Baden High School graduate, and he got also this summer inducted into the Baden Hall of Fame, and then he got the job as the head football coach at Baden. So he's been there just for four games, and he's gotten off to, unless you're unbeaten, you've, he's gotten off to about as good a start as you could hope for at 3-1. and one. He really has. Baden's in a little bit of a rebuilding mode as well. Uh, it's always tough to, to do that in the GCL because you know you're going to take your lumps, uh, as they learned against Edgewood a couple weeks ago, but had a little bit more luck against Purcell, who's a little bit down. Baden, very close to Roger Bacon right now as far as uh, where the program's at. Nick Yorty, a great guy, a good coach. We'll get them turned around. Um, but it, it, he has some work ahead of him, too. You know, another person that you had an opportunity to talk to, another Spartan, is flanker number four, Logan Wolf. And Rob had the opportunity to chat with him earlier this week. Logan, you guys got off to a slow start last week against McNick before making a run in the second quarter. Looks like maybe you guys came out a little too excited for a rivalry game and maybe lost focus. Can you tell me what you guys uh, saw on the sidelines? Um, I mean, you know, it's our homecoming. Everyone's really uh, excited to play in that such like a big, uh, like, classic thing here, Roger Bacon. And uh, I think, you know, came out way too excited the whole day's festivities. And uh, when you lose focus like that in a tough GCL game, it's um, you're gonna see what I mean, you're gonna see bad effects, and that's what happened. Uh, but I think we fought back pretty hard in the second quarter, but it should never been like that. So. Uh, Tyler Bullock took over as full-time starting quarterback last week. Can you tell me what Tyler brings to the offense and what fans can expect as we move to the heart of the GCL schedule? Uh, Tyler's an elite passer, um, very smart behind the line, and he uh, he knows what he's doing. He's very trusty handing off the ball. I mean, I'm never going to worry about him fun one in the backfield or anything like that, so really trusting him. Uh, you've known Coach Blount your whole life. Uh, he and your dad, Brian, also an 88 grad, are close friends. Can you tell me what it's like to play football at their alma mater, Roger Bacon, for Coach Blout. It's been special. I mean, that relationship with my dad and him has uh, fostered me with Coach Blout for a long time, and I've known him forever. Um, I think that me knowing him has helped me uh, step into this Roger Bacon family and grow as a football player, learning the lessons through him and uh, stepping up all the way into my senior year this year. Thanks, Logan. Good luck tonight. Thank you. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Fairfield High School where we're getting set. We're about three minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's ball game, this GCL contest between Hamilton Baden and the Roger Bacon Spartans. Last week, 
You take a look at the scoreboard as to what happened. Chaminade Julian defeated Fenwick 14-2. Alter just hammered up on Carroll 58 to nothing. It was McNicholas, as we've talked about, over Roger Bacon 31-14. to And on Saturday, Baton beat Purcell Marion 42-12. to So that means out of the Central in the GCL... Baden and McNicholas are tied for the top spot at 1-0. Then comes Roger Bacon and Purcell Marion at 0-1. But overall, both Baden and McNicholas are 3-1. Roger Bacon 2-2. Purcell Marion 1-3. If you look at the north, Alter and Chaminade are on top of it with 1-0 records. And then Carroll and Fenwick are at 0-1. So here's a look at the schedule for tonight in the GCL. Alter is at Fenwick, Chaminade is going to Carroll, and McNicholas will be at Purcell Marion, and of course this one between Roger Bacon and Hamilton Baden. And then the other big one, Rob, that we haven't really even discussed, St. X and Moeller are playing tonight. Yep, classic GCL rivalry, maybe the best rivalry in the city. Two programs that regularly contend for state titles uh, in the big school division here in town. St. X, which last year somehow pulled together from a mediocre regular season end up winning state really exciting game uh, a lot of fans interested in that one uh, and I can't blame them you know when coming from coming from northern Ohio and you're talking about the uh, St. Ignatius's and the schools like that they are always looking down at Cincinnati at St. X and Moeller and even Princeton at times that's right and the funny thing here is you kind of have a situation where uh, St. X looks at Moeller and says, hey, they've cut corners for years and maybe done some things that were outside the rules. And, you know, St. X prides themselves on taking a different route. So there's a lot of animosity <laughs> between the two schools anyway. Uh, plus the old school GCL rivalry taking turns winning championships uh, makes for a heated event. Well, like we said, this is just a gorgeous field. Now, we're going to preface that <laughs> by also telling you that we're in the visitor's press box here this evening, which is fine, but we have to actually lean out of the press box and out almost into the stands to see the scoreboard. So we're going to try to keep you up to date as far as how much time is remaining, but me and my short legs, Rob, I mean, it's going to have to take quite a monumental feat for me to lean out of this press box and take a look at that scoreboard. So we'll, we'll try to keep you up up with that but like we've always talked about you know when you looked at Hamilton Baden they are one and one at home this year they're two and oh on the road I don't know what you would call this I guess a neutral field if you're looking at it that way it really is a neutral field this is heavy for Roger Bacon student athletes as well a lot of kids coming from the Winton Road corridor which is a hop skip and a jump from here uh, so it, it's very much a neutral field and looks like kind of a neutral crowd here tonight. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it's nowhere near capacity here this evening. And, of course, a lot of people are late arriving. You know, you and I were kind of late getting here because of the traffic jam on, on 275 getting here. That's right. It's not easy to navigate out here. 275, they got hit Route 4 in rush hour, uh, which is no picnic and jungle gyms clogging up uh, the roadways. But we made it. We're here. Good night for football. Uh, and here comes Roger Bacon out onto the field, first of all, here tonight. Hamilton Baden, well, they've scored 138 points so far this year. They're averaging 34.5 in ball games. They're giving up 11.5 points, so that's a difference of 23 points to the positive for them. Roger Bacon, here's an ironic stat for you. Roger Bacon has scored 100, 101 points this year. They have given up. 101 points this year. 
So they have been, they are even Steven as far as the points for and points are against this season. I don't know what to make of that, but when you look at it, that's where they're at after the first four games. And when we talk about that, you've got to look out there on the field and know that this team is excited having Corey Kiner back into the starting lineup. They really are. He's quickly become one of the leaders on the team. Again, a very, very young team that continues to get better every week, uh, particularly in the trenches on the O-line and the D-line. Excited to see what they can bring to the field tonight. Yeah, it should be a very interesting ball game. Roger Bacon, of course, in their road white uniforms with dark blue numerals and the stripe down the pant leg in their white helmets. And Hamilton Baden across the way. They are the home team on the far side of the field. They are in their home green uniforms with white pants, white numerals, and the white helmets here tonight. Dave Mitchell along with Rob Rickenbaugh. We will not be bringing you the Mount St. Joseph game tomorrow. Logistically, it just could not be done. So we will not be broadcasting that game for you tomorrow afternoon, but we'll be back doing their games again next week. So just wanted to let you know that. Hamilton is going to be kicking it off to start out this football game. Baden, the home team on the scoreboard here tonight, and kicking it off will be Ethan Krug. Krug, a 5'10", 172-pound senior, and dropping back, set to return, is Zach Coleman. I'll be curious to see if Bacon comes out with a little bit more levity this week. Uh, we noted several times they came out really amped up for the rivalry game. Maybe it was the big homecoming crowd. Uh, they need to come out very measured, under control, remember what they practiced all week, uh, and make good plays to get going. And keep in mind, Coleman, boy, he was excellent when it came to returning kicks last week. And he will be returning this one on the kickoffs from about his own five-yard line is where he is set up. And it's going to be a high end-over-end kick that will be taken in over on the far side by Deer to the 15, to the 20, to the 25. He's going to be grabbed from behind and dropped down at about the 30-yard line. Check that. That is Kyle DeLead. Kyle DeLead, a sophomore, running that one back, number 25. And that's where Roger Bacon will start. First and ten for the Spartans from their own 30-yard line. And they've got Tyler Bullock, the quarterback, number seven. The sophomore starting at QB. Kappel, number 15 at one wide out. Kuhlman, number nine out at the other wide out. The flanker is Logan Wolf, and the slot back is Zuri Edmondson. And Corey Kiner, number 22, is the single setback. Bullock under center, and we're expecting both teams to probably be under center a lot here this evening. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner skips to the outside, to the 30, to the 35. Cuts it back upfield to the 40-yard line. They're going to spot him right there. And he is very close to a first down. They mark it right there on the 40. It will be a first down, and it looks like that's what they are. They give him the first down. A lot different than the first down plays last week, right, Dave? (laughs) Right up the middle, but... Now Kiner showing that speed and showing maybe that that ankle is 100% like he thought it would be. Kiner, single setback. Bullock under center. Roger Bacon going from left to right. Kiner gets it. He'll take it off left tackle. Struggles forward across the 40 out to the 42-yard line for a gain of two. And it brings up second and eight. Again, positive plays, though, which is good to see. Last week we got off. I think the first play was a negative play. Struggled on first and second down, which set up third and long for Bullock, where the pass rush could bring the heat. Uh, They really need to to take some pressure off of him tonight, set up Kiner, 
give Bullock some time when he has to throw. Wolf is out wide to the right on second down. Call it a long seven yards to go. Single set back, dropping back Bullock. Bullock's going to throw it out to Wolf, and it is complete across the 46 to the 47. They'll spot him at the 48-yard line. He's two yards shy of a first down after a completion of six yards. So the first attempt by Bullock is a accurate to Logan Wolf, and it brings up third down and two yards to go. Bullock had time on that possession, still telegraphed it a little bit. I think you saw the arm strength that he was able to kind of get it out there and into Wolf's hands. Wolf, a capable, sure-handed receiver. So third down, two yards to go from the 48. Handoff goes to Kiner, right up the middle, struggles forward, gets across midfield to about the 49-yard line of Baden, and it gives the Spartans a first down on the gain of three. So he's hit, he's got 15 yards by my total right now on this initial drive. Went to that right side, big Nolan Tebby, the sophomore, 6'4", 260, uh, squeezed it right in there for the first down. It's amazing how good the line looks when you've got a back that hits that hole quick and then gets out of it. Again, under center, Bullock. He drops straight back, looks over to the left-hand side. It is complete on the play. He threw it out into the flat to Zach Coleman, and Coleman brought it in at about the 41-yard line of Baden for a nine-yard completion. And it'll bring up second down, call it a long two. I think you hit the nail on the head, Dave. This team looks a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident, and maybe it is Corey Kiner being back, but much more relaxed than last week. Sometimes when you go on the road, it is more relaxing. Moving in motion to the far side is Wolf. Wolf gets it on the jet. He's going to take it around the left-hand side, across the 40, inside the 40, and down to the 35-yard line. So this initial drive proving to be very successful for the Spartans. No score here from Fairfield High School, but another first down for the Spartans, and they've got it at the 35-yard line of Baden with 9.26 left to go in this first quarter. Single setback is Kiner. Bullock under center. He's going to hand it off to Kiner. He's going to cut it outside to the right side across the 35. Puts his head down. Bowls forward to the 30-yard line. Another five-yard gain for Corey Kiner. And it's second down, five yards to go. You kind of grimace every time he gets hit around that ankle, though, because those high ankle sprains can return very quickly. You won't find a tougher kid, though. And the nice part about tonight is uh, he gets to the second level almost every time he touches it. Around nine minutes left to go in this first quarter. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the left-hand side. Now cuts it upfield to the 30-yard line. He's going to be hit and dropped right there. Right about at the line of scrimmage. They may give him a yard gain. And it will bring up third down and five yards to go for Roger Bacon. That sun now has finally gone down behind the bleachers on the far side. And we can actually see the field now. You've got your Steve Spurrier look. You've got the visor. Yeah. You were smart tonight. Well, it'd be interesting to see if Bullock can uh, go through his progressions here, find the open receiver, and not force it, which was the problem last week. Kiner, single setback. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock looks out to the left-hand side, and it's complete to Kappel. And Kappel's got it at the 25. He'll be run out of bounds at the 23-yard line. And, boy, this Spartan offense is clicking on all cylinders tonight. Another first down on this initial drive to the 22-yard line of Baden. And that, that's great play calling by Mike Blount. Very good offensive coordinator for many years here in town. Bring Kuhlman over the middle. Uh, easy pass for Bullock to make, an easy first down. First and ten, under eight minutes left to go. Handoff goes to Corey Kiner. That looked to be like a mix-up in the backfield. Kiner's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and drop. 
No gain on the play. It looked like Bullock wanted to pitch it out, but Kiner came in for the handoff. They're going to mark Kiner for a yard loss. I'm sorry, Rob. No, that's okay. That's a broken play. I think if Kiner gets that pitch, that's a touchdown. Uh, Again, he cut inside. I think Bullock was looking for that. I wouldn't mind seeing Bullock take a shot to the end zone here, uh, catch maybe them on their heels, expecting the run from Kiner. Maybe look for Kuhlman over the top. Well, he's got Kuhlman out to the far side. Edmondson out to the near side. Tight end set now. Edmondson's moving in motion. Dropping back Bullock. Now rolls out to the left. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it out into the flat. It's complete on the play. It goes to Kappel inside the 20 at about the 16-yard line. About six yards on the reception on the play for Kappel. And it brings up third down now, and it will be about five yards to go again for the Spartans. Zach Happel, just a junior, another of those sure-handed targets out of the slot for Mr. Bullock. You know, Bullock looks much more comfortable in the offense tonight, too. And he he had a second full week of taking most of the the first-team reps. Looks completely like a different quarterback than last week. Kappel in motion to the far right, and now the handoff goes to Kiner. Flag down, throw it on the side, and Kiner is going to be hit behind the line and drop back at the 21-yard line for a loss of about five on the play. But there was a lot of movement on that offensive line. I think they're going to get the Spartans. Nope, they're going to get a sideline warning called against Baden. So that play will count, and it's going to bring up fourth down and about nine yards to go for the Spartans with 7.05 left to go in this opening period. little outside of the range for Luke Bird. Doesn't have the leg. Jordan Cooter or B.J. Sanders, some of the great kickers we had, uh, to make that, so they're going to go for it. Wolf is going out wide to the right. Coleman wide left. Baden was trying to get a player in before Roger Bacon broke the huddle. Now Bullock with the handoff. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped before he could throw the pass at the 30-yard line. Loss of about 10 on the play, and Baden will take it over first and 10 at their own 30. We have played almost six minutes, 6.37 left to go in this first quarter. We've got no score. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza but only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Back here at Fairfield High School, Baden tried to run a quick count, and there was a flag thrown in the middle of the scrum, and it will be offsides called against the Spartans. So that will move it from the 30 out to the 35, and instead of first and 10, it's first and 5. And that's where Baden has it. Their quarterback, Jordan Flay. He's a 6-footer, 188-pound senior. And they go... With some people call it a wing tee, some people call it a wishbone. And that's what they've got set up right now. Looks like the old-time wishbone. And the handoff is fumbled away. And Roger Bacon tried to jump right on top of it. And it was picked up immediately by Davon Starks. Boy, that was just a bad handoff between Flag and Starks. 
Starks is one of the leading rushers in the area, right behind Corey Kiner. He is a junior, 157-pound running back, 5 feet 9 inches tall, and he managed to pop right back on top of that thing. In the backfield with him is Marshall Flagg and Lavasa Martin. Well, Vasa Martin, the guy who killed us last year. Well, let's see if we can slow him down this season. Grayson Taylor goes tied in left, ball in the far hash mark. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Starks, and Starks is going to be hit at the 27-yard line. They'll mark him at the 28. So after a loss of about five on the on first down. That was Logan Wolf on the tackle, maintaining discipline, which we didn't see last week, held the edge. Able to bring him down. So now it's third down and a long nine yards to go. They need to get outside the 37 for a first down. Ball just outside the 27. Flag now moves over to the right-hand side, and now the officials are calling a timeout, and it'll be a timeout called by Roger Bacon. So evidently, Roger Bacon did not like what they saw out of that offensive alignment. We'll take a timeout also. No score here from Fairfield. 521 left to go in the ballgame, or in the first quarter, and we'll be right back. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Fairfield High School. No score in this one between Baden and Roger Bacon. 5.21 left to go in the first quarter. And after that timeout, Baden comes back out. Schlegg will be out of the shotgun. He's got trips out to the far side. Tight end right is Taylor, so they're overloading the far side. Flag is going to roll out to the right, looking upfield, trying to get away from a defender, can't get away from him, and he is bottled up and dropped out of bounds at the 25-yard line for a loss of two, and it brings up fourth down, and about 13 yards to go, punting time, and that means Zach Coleman time for the Spartans. That looks like Michael Carson, one of the sophomore leaders of the defense, Bacon looks like a different team tonight. Last week we couldn't get McNick into a third and long. This time we do and we capitalize. Uh, we'll get the punt, get the offense back out here and see if we can make something happen. Punting it away will be Ethan Krug. He was the kickoff man earlier tonight. Saw Krug punt before tonight's game. And he is, if he goes from what he did during pregame warm-ups, he's a rugby-style kicker. Well, let's see, they kept the kickoff away from Coleman, probably haven't seen film from last week. We'll see if they kick to him or uh, try to keep it out of his hands. So Krug will punt it away from his own 21-yard line is where they've got it spotted. Krug, Coleman drops back to the 45. High snap, and Krug, rugby style, he's going to kick a line drive to Coleman at the 40. Back pedals to the 35. He's going to be hit behind there and dropped right at the 35-yard line. So he basically got no gain out of it. They're going to give his forward progress to the 37-yard line. So a return of two 
on that one. They did a nice job of bottling up Coleman on that punt. They really did. Flocking didn't really have time to get set up. They were down there in his face before he had time to think about which direction to go. Uh, but let's see if Roger Bacon can get another sustained drive together here. They really need to move the ball a couple times methodically to get that confidence going. Coleman out wide to the right, ball on the far hash mark. Edmondson wide left. Single setback, Kiner. He gets the handoff up the middle, breaks it across the 40, out to the 43. Maybe the, now they'll spot him down at the 42 yard line. He hits the hole quick. It's something we didn't have last week. Could not move the ball between the tackles. Ended up relying on Keontae Deer on the outside. Uh, Kiner, a different caliber of player. Second down, five yards to go. Ball at the 42 yard line. About four minutes left to go in this first quarter. We've got no score from Fairfield High School. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the right-hand side. Tucks it under across the 42, out to the 45, and a flag thrown right where Kiner was running up against the blocks, and I think they're going to call a hold against Roger Bacon, and it will be. Might have been Zach Kappel uh, trying to pinch the corner, keep him from making the play. Uh, Had a little bit too much of his arm. Well, so far it's been all Roger Bacon in this one with 4.06 left to go in this first quarter. But we've got no score, and that's the first penalty called against the Spartans here this evening, and that'll mark them all the way back to the just inside the 35-yard line. So that'll bring up second down and call it 13 yards to go. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Next week is Alter at home. Bullock under center, trying to go with a hard count to get Baden to jump offside, but they didn't bite on it. Bullock hand off to Kiner, off left tackle, spins across the 40, out to the 43 yard line. Boy, it looked like somebody got a hold of the back of his helmet, pulled him down on that one. Yeah, but not before he he made the Tony Dorsett spin move, picking up about 10 yards, giving them a chance to convert the third down. Third and about three. Very doable. You are not lying. This kid's exciting every time he puts his hands on the football. So third and about, call it a long three from the 44. Bullock drops back. He's going to throw it out to the right. Complete. And it goes to Kappel at the midfield stripe. That's a first down after a gain of eight on that pass completion from Bullock to Kappel. That was a tough catch. Very contested. CB's arms are up. He manages to drop that ball right over the top of it. Kappel makes a nice catch. First down. You know, we didn't talk about it, but this is a very important GCL game for for Roger Bacon here tonight. We didn't talk about that on the free game. It really is. There's going to be few opportunities, perhaps, for them to really compete, knowing that Alter and Fenwick are loaded as usual. And Bacon is still a growing team. That's a big game for them tonight. Bullock drops straight back, trying to set up a screen. Now he's going to throw it over the middle, complete to Kappel at the 44, down to the 43-yard line, before he is brought down by Keegan Rogers, the linebacker for the Rams. And it's good to see Bacon take advantage of some of those slot routes, the intermediate routes, picking up small chunks of yards. Last week I thought Bullock had a tendency to go for the home run too much. Nice to see a little ball control. Seven-yard completion brings up second down, three yards to go from the 43-yard line. Hand off to Kiner, right up the middle, skips to the right, and he's going to be hit. Tried to spin away from a tackle, but couldn't get away from it. He is brought down by one of the defensive linemen, Jackson Mills. Loss of two on the play, and it brings up third down and a long four from the just outside the 43-yard line of Baden. You know what impresses me most about Corey, I think, is that for a 14- or 15-year-old kid with his speed, he's patient. 
He doesn't just try to, to burn by guys every time. He waits for the blocks to get set up. 2.09 left to go. Bullock drops straight back. Slipped on the trying to set up on the pass. And then he's going to be hit back in his own territory at about the 47-yard line. It's a big loss of about 15 on that play. For After praising Kiner, now I have to go back and say he missed a blitz pickup. The guy goes right by him. Corey was a little confused on who to get. They were sending two guys there, actually. Missed his guy. That's the guy who brings Bullock down for the loss. 1.54 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. And to kick it away is Luke Bird. Baden has got Davon Starks back set to return, along with Jackson Enderley. Now hustling out onto the field is Zach Kappel for the Spartans. Good snap from center. Bird gets it away. High end over end kick that will be taken in by Starks on the fair catch at his own 17-yard line. And that is where Baden will start out when we return. A minute 10 left to go in the first quarter. We've got no score. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet from all Baden out on the field as we start first and ten from their own 17-yard line. Handoff goes around the right-hand side to Enderley, and Enderley takes it across the 25 out to the 28-yard line on the play. So a gain of about nine, call it, and it'll bring up second down and less than a yard as we're under a minute to go here in this first quarter. No score. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Pat Mignery. Mignery, a senior wideout, his first appearance. Starks goes out slot right. Marshall Flegg, a sophomore, 5'10", 148-pounder in the backfield. Now Starks, handoff goes to Flegg right up the middle. Excuse me, that's Keegan Rogers. Rogers with the run right up the middle, and he is stopped up and downed, but he got enough for the first down out to... They're going to spot him at the just shy of the 30-yard line. So first and 10 for the Rams. The young defense holding up well against a veteran offensive line for Baden, getting some push. Now let's see if they get penetration and start making some stops for a loss. 20 seconds left to go. Moving in motion starts to the far side. Handoff around the right-hand side. And it goes to Enderley. Enderley's taking it up the field across the 40 to the 45 and run out of bounds. I think they'll say he stepped out of bounds at about the 43-yard line is where they'll say he first stepped out of bounds. But that's like still enough for a first down. Zach Witt in the end took the wrong angle. Underly able to get her outside of him and, and take it for the first down. Nine seconds left to go, and the clock stops on the out-of-bounds, but this could be the final play of the first quarter. No score on the, pl- on the night. Enderley in the backfield. Along with Flag, Flag the quarterback starts, starts in motion. Now goes back, handoff to Enderley. Enderley across the 45 to the 50, breaks into the clear to the 40 to the 35 to the 30, and he's going to be drugged down in Roger Bacon territory inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. A big bust up on that one, down to the a 43-yard run on the play by Enderley. 
with one second to go, and now the clock starts as they get the change set, and that's the end of the first quarter of play. We've played one. It's been all Roger Bacon, but Baden now trying to get a score on for the first time tonight. We've got no score from Fairfield High School. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Back here at Fairfield High School, I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Ball resting just inside the 15-yard line of Roger Bacon of Baden. The first time that they have managed to get into Roger Bacon territory here this evening on that long, long run by Enderley. Now Justin Flagg, Jordan Flagg, excuse me, the quarterback, tried to go under center and now bounces out from under center. Keegan Rogers back there with Starks. Enderley moves over to, now that's Lavassa Martin. Martin now moves in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Stark. Starks to the 10, to the 5, struggles forward. He's brought down at the 4. And last week the hero was uh, the fullback, very methodical against Purcell. This week they're trying to take advantage of the edge, which McNick did very often last week, using the faster Starks to see if they can expose Roger Bacon on the outside a little bit. And we'll talk about the bad thing about this drive by Baden here after this play. As Flag looks over to the sideline, he's under center. He's got Rodgers in the backfield along with Starks. And the hand pitch out comes to Starks around the right side. He's going to skip into the end zone for the score for three yards out. And it is six nothing, Baden. And the thing I was going to bring up, Rob, is the way Roger Bacon has moved the football all night long on a young team. This could be a crushing blow. They've got to get their heads back into the football game because now Baden, just really on three plays, now all of a sudden they've got the first lead of the night. That, that was a well-designed play. They kind of ran to the strong side. The blocks were set up. He goes into the end zone untouched. Ethan Krug will come in to attempt the extra point. The holder is Luke Tabler. It is six nothing. We've just begun this second quarter of play. Baden on top of it. They came in averaging 34.5 points per game. High snap. Tabler gets it down. But the kick is up by Krug, and it is good. So we've got 11.32 left to go in the first half of play, and your score. It's now Baden 7, Roger Bacon nothing. Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration, praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. I don't think the temperature has dropped any at all here this evening. We started out at about 90 degrees, and I think it's still about that, even though the sun has popped down behind the bleachers here tonight. 7 nothing. your score. Baden on top of it, and Kuhlman will line up at about his own 5-yard line to accept this kickoff. Important drive coming up for Bacon. Last week we weren't able to respond when McNick punched the ball in. This week we have to kind of put a drive together, get a touchdown here. 11-32, left to go in the second quarter of play. 7-0, Baden on top of it. And Krug will kick it away from his own 40. Like I said, Kuhlman is back set to return for Roger Bacon. It's a high short kick. They'll be taken in by Wolf. Wolf at the 25 on the left-hand side to the 30. 35-40. Struggles out to the 43-yard line for a return of about 22 yards on that short end-over-end kick. And that's where Roger Bacon will start. First and 10 from their own 43-yard line. And we've seen that kicker show the leg off with those short kicks. I'm inclined to think they're trying to keep it out of Kuhlman's hands. So Kappel will go out wide to the right-hand side. Kuhlman comes out wide left. Edmondson slot left. Now hustling into the ball game is Luke Bird. He's going to line up in the slot on the right-hand side. Single setback is Kiner. He gets the handoff out of the shotgun. Kiner takes it off to the 44-yard line for a gain of about a yard on their play. And, excuse me, that was Deer. Deer is into the ball game now instead of Kiner. This be a good spot for a little play action, I think, after... Hitting the run on first down repeatedly this evening. Baden's cheating up a little bit. and See if they can't take advantage of that. Second down, nine yards to go. Ball with the 44 of Bacon. Bullock throws out into the flat. It's complete to Bird at the 45. Struggles forward to the 47-yard line. Gain of four yards, make it five yards on that catch. And it will be third down, five yards to go. Luke Bird, a good athlete. He comes from a long lineage of great athletes from the Brannon to the Bird family here at Bacon. Uh, he's no exception to those. He's a junior, 145 pounds, six footer. Ball at the 47 yard line, third down, and five yards to go. Bullock out of the shotgun, drops straight back, looks upfield, now runs away from the tackler, rolls out to the left. He's going to tuck it under to the midfield strike, runs over a couple of tacklers, drives it forward across the 45, inside the 45, to the 44 yard line. Gain of seven on the play, but he ran about 19 to keep this drive alive and first down for the Spartans. That's like a math problem back in Mr. Widmeyer's class. What happens when 700 pounds of offensive lineman pushes the 250-pound quarterback five pounds? Well, it goes about another five yards, and that's where the Spartans have it first and ten inside Baden territory at the Rams' 44-yard line. Edmondson moves in motion to the far side. Ball in the center of the field. Fake handoff to Deer. Throw out to the left-hand side. Complete on the play. It goes to Coleman. Coleman inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. And he is close to... Now, let's see. They got him at the 37, so a gain of 7 on the reception. And it's 2nd and 3. 
Not that I could ever have the offensive mind of a Mike Wow, but the play calling, a little bit more adventurous than last week, really kind of keeping Baden on their toes tonight. Bacon going from right to left across your computer screen. Coleman is out wide to the left, ball in the near hash mark, ball off to Deer. Deer takes it in off behind the center and takes it down to about the 36-yard line for a gain of a yard is what they'll give him. And now Kiner comes back into the ball game for Deer, and it's third and two. Again, Keontae Deer, nice change of pace. Solid contributor for just a sophomore, 150-pound running back out of Our Lady of Grace. Out of the pistol. Kiner lines up just to the right of Bullock. And Bullock, play action. Rolls out to the right. Throws out to the right-hand side. Complete the bird at the 30-yard line for a first down on the play. Gain of seven and a nice catch by Bird. The big difference I've seen from Bullock so far tonight is he's not rushing his throws. Last week he didn't really give his receivers a chance to get into their routes. Uh, This week he's a little more patient, delivering that ball with a lot of confidence. 8.40 8.40 left to go in the first half. At halftime, Rob will be talking with Joe Clements, the defensive coordinator of the Spartans. First down 10 at the Baden 30-yard line for the Spartans. Out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Bullock's going to keep it inside the 30, down to the 27. Gain of three yards on the play. They may give him the 26. And that's where they'll spot him, right at the 26. So a gain of four. Second and six. He's tough to bring down. That's really been interesting to watch him grow up in just a week. He looks like a different player tonight. They all look like different players tonight. It's just totally different attitude, and they just don't seem they're playing a lot looser than they did last Friday night. Bullock out of the pistol, drops back, pump fakes, now throws out to the left, complete to Edmondson. Edmondson cuts inside, and now the official on the side is going to say, no, that ball bounced into Edmondson's hands. I couldn't tell from up here, Rob, if it... Bounce off his hands into his chest or off the turf and into his chest? I don't know that he had a real clear view either, <laughs> Dave. That looks like a, uh, a guess call. Uh, his back completely to the official. That looked like a clean catch and run by Edmondson. So Bullock will come back up to the line of scrimmage on third down and six yards to go. Receivers out wide to both sides. Bullock under center, Kiner, single setback. Bullock's going to drop straight back, looks to his left, throw out to the left. It is incomplete. Tried to go to his tight end, Chris Coogley. Coogley came out of the slot position and just could not hang on to that football. And that'll bring up fourth down and six. Threw the ball a little bit behind him. Coogley had to adjust, got turned around, and just couldn't get his hands on it. And the Spartans will have to go for it. It's a little too far for a field goal. and. A little too far for in, too short for a punt. So on fourth down and six from the 26-yard line with 7.40 to go in this first half of play, Bullock is under center. Bullock drops back on fourth and six. On the draw, hands it off to Kiner. Kiner cuts it to the left-hand side, gets a block to the 25. He's going to be down at the 22-yard line. He's going to be just shy of the first down by about a yard, and Baden has held on down. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the first half of play. Your score, it is Baden 7, Roger Bacon nothing.
You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Baden didn't have all of their offensive linemen on the field. And one of them, Kevin Rostetler, had to run in. And now Baden, I believe, is going to have to take a timeout because that offensive lineman did not have the play set when he came in. Let's see if Joe Clements makes some adjustments here. Maybe move to a cover two. Force some of those outside runs back inside where the heart of the defense is. Uh, the real strength of this defense is that defensive line and those linebackers led by Michael Sanders. Uh, Joe Clements, by the way, one of the great players in Bacon history. Played on one of the great teams. Fifth all-time leading tackler. Uh, played on the great teams with Tommy Watkins and Jarrett Dean. Uh, led by Dan Starkey. He knows what he's doing. Roger Bacon is now scheduling shadow days for prospective 8th graders looking to move on to an academically excellent, passionately Catholic and uniquely Franciscan education. Give a call to Brandon Cowens or Alyssa Flatting in the admissions office to set up a shadow day or take a tour of Roger Bacon. So that is the first time out taken by Baden. It is seven to nothing, seven and a half minutes left to go in this first half of play. Again, Joe Clements, the defensive coordinator of the Spartans, is our guest at halftime. So flag under center, ball at the 22-yard line. And he has got Martin in the backfield along with Starks. Now Starks moves in motion. Handoff right up the middle to Martin. Martin across the 30, and he's going to be stopped just shy of the 30 is where they'll mark him down. Chris Coogley looks like he may have come up with a football and check that that was Wishart Ethan Wishart was carrying the football he is a junior into the football game for the first time now Keegan Rogers in the backfield along with Starks I thought Stan Hart got held there he was tackled at the line of scrimmage refs go uh, uncalled Handoff goes to Stark. Starks off left tackle, hit behind the 30, and then dives forward across the 30 for a gain of about two yards, and it brings up third down and a yard for the Rams. Rams came into this game 3-1, and 1-0 and in the GCL. 2-2 two and two for Roger Bacon. They are 0-1 in the GCL. So a big game here tonight for both ball clubs. Wishbone formation, and Flag is going to keep it himself right up the middle, trying to get it on the quarterback sneak. He only needed about a yard and a half. And they've got him out to the 32-yard line. It is going to be depending upon the spot. Very close. And they're going to take a look at it, and they're going to say, bring in the chains. And that's what they will do. They will bring in the chains to check out this measurement. It'll either be first down or fourth down and very short for the Rams, Rob. I'd expect them to go for it either way. Uh, that short, as much success as they've had running the ball tonight, you've got the lead. You're at home, so to speak. I, I would expect them to go for it either way, but it looks like they got it. 
by the length of the football, the Rams have a first down out to the 32-yard line in their own territory. 7-0, they lead it, and the Rams have the football with 6.23 left to go in this first half of action. Bacon's defense, gut check time here. They really have to kind of tighten up, kind of drive those runners inside and start making some stops. Baden with the football. They go back to that split wishbone, staggered T formation. And the pitch out comes around the left-hand side, and it's taken in by Lavasa Martin. Spins across the 40, out to the 42-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry, and it brings up second down and two yards to go. Now they're going to give him nine. Now the official says, yep, he's got the first down. So they gave him a real kind spot, and they picked up another first down out to the 42. So first and ten, Baden. They keep moving the football now on the ground, and that clock continues to roll. 5.55 left to go in the first half. Again, the staggered T formation, tight formation for Baden. Handoff. Goes to Martin. Martin Keaton takes it across Rogers. the 45. Keaton Rogers, excuse me. Close to the 45-yard Rogers line. takes it out to the 45-yard line for a gain of three. And it's second down seven. And there's absolutely no secret at this point what Baden wants to do. They've run the same handful of plays repeatedly. It's just a question of Bacon stepping up and stopping it. Well, they've got him just shy of the 45. It's closer to the 44. Receivers out wide to this side, two receivers ball on the far hash mark pitch out, comes around the right hand side to Starks, Starks to the 50 to the 45 into Roger Bacon territory and he's going to be hog tied and run out of bounds at the 40 yard line on a nice tackle by Amir Muhammad Logan Wolf had a play on him took a little bit of a tight angle just missed, bringing him down in the backfield the results of first down and it's inside Roger Bacon territory at the 40 yard line five minutes left to go in this first half out wide left is Mignery tight end on the right hand side now switching to the left hand side is Grayson Taylor Flag is looking over to the sideline for the play he's got Keenan Rogers and Martin in the backfield. Handoff to Keenan Rogers, and he takes it inside the 40 to the 39-yard line for a gain of two. Keenan Rogers, boy, they, they run that wishbone and the staggered tee very effectively. You can tell they're well coached. At quarterback, he does a good job of masquerading the play. In the backfield is Rogers now. He's the single setback. Starks is out on the right-hand side, lined up right behind the tight end. Mignery is out wide left. Hegeman into the football game. Number 11 is slot left. Moving in motion is Starks to the far side. He's going to get the pitch out. and A whistle was blown before the play even began. And it will be a penalty flag. Offsides called against Roger Bacon. Stan Hart a little bit too uh, rambunctious there trying to, to jump in that gap. A little bit early. Gives them five yards. And our halftime guest, Joe Clements, did not like that at all. He did not like that penalty. Nope. So it'll bring up second down and call it four yards to go. Ball resting at the 34-yard line. 7 nothing to score. Baden on top of it. 4-10 remaining in the first half. Moving in motion is Starks. Handoff right up the middle goes to Rodgers. Rodgers is going to take it to the 32-yard line. 
and stopped right there. And I know it, there's not a guy on earth who loves Roger Bacon more than Joe Clements. Great defensive player here. Even with younger players that he knows are still growing up, it's hard for him to watch some of those mental mistakes sometimes. Gain of just a yard for Rodgers, and it's third down and two yards to go. Ball at the Spartan 32-yard line. They need to get just inside the 30 for a first down. Flag now under center. Staggered T formation. And the handoff will go to Rodgers, and Rodgers flag down, thrown into the line of scrimmage and going out around the right hand side is Martin he's going to take it down inside the 15 to the 10 they're going to spot him down at the 10 yard line but I think that's going to come all the way back and it'll be a holding call and it will be a hold called against the Rams of Hamilton Baden and Bacon got a break there but it also looked like the right side defensive end Quit a little bit on that play, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, had a shot to come down the line, maybe make the play uh, slow down a little bit prematurely. To the world of baseball, the Reds are playing the Red Sox tonight at Great American Ballpark. Final homestand for the Reds. And Scooter Jeanette just hit his fourth grand slam of the season. What a pickup by the Reds that kid was. Heck of a season he's having. So the Reds lead the Red Sox. Interleague baseball. Gotta love it. Flag with the ball all the way back to the 43-yard line. 45-yard line, excuse me. Three minutes left to go in the first half. Flag under center now. Single setback. Is Wisher. Oh. Wisher is going to be hit behind the line. Fumble on the play. And coming up with it is Roger Bacon. And they came up with the Chris Kugler. Chris Kugler. With the, re- the recovery. Just great penetration, able to get there before the handoff. 2.52 left to go, and Roger Bacon takes it over at their 48-yard line. That's something that the Spartans didn't get to take advantage of last week was a fumble. That's right. They had the interception by Ryan Blount, unable to capitalize. Let's see if they can punch this in tonight and tie the score up. Bullock under center. Kiner back into the backfield. Single setback. Receivers out wide out of the spread. Bullock's going to drop straight back. Looking upfield. Now cuts it upfield on the brush and takes it back out to the line of scrimmage. Just outside the 48. Maybe to the 49 for a yard gain is where they'll spot him. Second and nine. Two and a half minutes left. They can't afford to be too conservative. 51 yards to go. They're going to have to take a few shots. Pick up some yardage. Maybe Kuhlman. Kuhlman's getting a 10-yard cushion. Uh, that's a lot for a guy like that. Let's see if they can get the ball in his hands. And Spartans have two timeouts remaining. Kiner, deep setback. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit. Now rolls out to the left-hand side. Boy, he's running backwards all the way to the 30. Trying to stiff arm. Back to the 30-yard line, and he's going to be dropped right there. He'd have been better off if he'd have just fell down when he was initially hit. But he just lost. Almost 17 yards on that play. And it'll bring up third down and about 27 yards to go. Young player trying to make a play. There were times last year in grade school, that's a touchdown. He spins it back the other way. Can't do that in the GCL. Minute 42 left to go. Loss on the play makes it third down and 18. They need to get up to the 38-yard line in the ball, or the... 38, uh, 42 yard line, excuse me, of Baden. The ball all the way back to the 30. 
And it looks like Coleman has about three inches on this corner. Maybe throwing up for grabs would be and, the right play here. And now Roger Bacon's going to take a timeout. We will also. There's a minute 22 left to go in this first half. Your score. It is now Hamilton Baden 7, Roger Bacon nothing. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Uh, please make sure you tell our sponsors that you heard their advertisement on Ultimate Sports Talk here this evening. As we are very, very happy to have those sponsors with us here tonight. Ball resting at the 30-yard line, and it'll be third down and, we're going to call it an eternity, about 19 yards to go for the Spartans, who are still huddled around their head coach, Mike Blout. Let's see what he's going to draw up. There aren't a lot of plays for third and 27. But again, I think throwing up to Kuhlman here. He made a catch like that last week for about 50 yards on McNick. Bullock has the arm strength. Let's see if we can get him out in some space and let him make a play. If nothing else, maybe pick up a pass interference. Third down, 27 yards to go. Coleman goes out wide to the right. Edmondson comes out to the short side, the near side of the field. Ball in the near hash mark. Kiner, the single setback. Bullock under center. He's going to drop straight back. Now rolls out to his left. Gets a good block from Kiner. Looking upfield. He's going to throw it upfield. And it is incomplete. Almost intercepted by the defensive back, Luke Tabler. But then it bounced through his hands. And Edmondson had a shot at it. But it just fell through his outstretched arms. And now it's punting time for Roger Bacon. And they were there to make the play. Had Edmondson held on to it, uh, probably would have been a couple yards short. Good play design. Just missed it. 114 left to go in the half. And Luke Bird will drop back to punt the football away. Back set to return Davon Starks, the 157-pound junior. Bird, nice kick. Starks is going to take it in at his 36-yard line. And, boy, he called a quick, fair catch on that one. The ball had just barely left Bird's foot before Starks had thrown his hand up in the air and said, I'm going to just fair catch this thing. So that's where Baden will take it over first and ten at their own 37-yard line. I think they've only attempted one pass tonight. It'll be interesting to see what they do here with a minute left. Heavily relying on that wing tee. Uh, if they can put the ball in the air, maybe try to capitalize. One minute, eight seconds left to go. Joe Clements, the defensive coordinator of the Spartans, will be our guest here at halftime. Ball at the 37-yard line for the Rams, and they have got in the backfield Wishart and Starks lining up on the right hand side slot right is Marshall and the handoff fake handoff and now there's flags down false start being called now it's offsides against Bacon that's the third offside penalty tonight against the Spartans we may be in Fairfield, but they're still getting the calls, apparently. That looked like a clear false start to me. you got three guys moving. So, the five-yard penalty makes it first and five. Moving in motion is the tight end on the right-hand side, Taylor. Going out wide left is Mignory. 
Slot left is Starks. And you've got Martin and Enderly in the backfield. And the handoff goes to Martin. Martin stop and go across the 45 into Roger Bacon territory across the 50 to the 49-yard line. That is a gain of 11 on the carry and a first down for Baden. Boy, it would be crushing for Baden to score again going in at halftime. Under a minute to go, 55 seconds left in this first half. Martin goes out slot left. Wishart, single setback. Now out of the shotgun is Jordan Flagg for only the second time tonight. Flagg out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. He's going to throw it out to the left. Complete the starts. Again, across the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, and run out of bounds inside the 30, down to about the 26-yard line on the play. 28 yards on the reception. They're going to spot him inside, down at the 28-yard line. I think Bacon was ready for the pass there. They weren't ready for the bubble screen. Caught him off guard a little bit. He makes a good play. See if they can hold him with 30 seconds left. 34 seconds left to go in this first half. And now timeout taken by Roger Bacon. And we will also. So there is 34 seconds left to go in this first half. And your score, Baden knocking at the door again. They lead it. Seven to nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, it is a hot, muggy evening here in Fairfield. The temperature was about 90 degrees when we started here this evening. And it really has not dropped all that much. It's right about 88 degrees so far. And these players, I really thought the officials would use some water breaks at about the six-minute mark, but they have not done that here this evening. No surprise. Fast-paced game, as we expected. A lot of running, a lot of running of the clock. Let's see if Bacon can come up with a stop here. Baden on first and ten. Leg hands it off to Martin. Martin across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5 inside the 5, and he's going to be down at the 3. 27-yard, and now is there a flag down? There is a flag down. Back at the line of scrimmage, all the way back to the line of scrimmage. I think it's going to come back. Those plays are a lot easier when you hold, Dave. (laughs) That was exactly what they called was a hold against Baden. That's their second hold in this drive. But they've been able to overcome them. Well, that's the second one they've called. That's true. There's a lot going on out to the far side of this stadium. A lot of sirens and a lot of... Ambulance lights out there. Welcome to Fairfield. Wow. Back inside the stadium, though, Baden has it. First down and about 20 yards to go from their own 35-yard line. they got to hold the edge here. That's been the story for the past two weeks. That's what they the broken play they just had. Uh, let's see if they can get a stop there. Excuse me, they're in Roger Bacon territory. Flag drops back. He's going to set up the screen, and it is complete. And then fumbled out of the air, and it's over to one of the running backs. That's Martin, I believe. Martin picked it right out of the air, takes it inside the 30. Look what I found, down to the 23-yard line. 
Holy cow. That thing just popped right up in the air, and Martin grabbed it and ran it back inside the 25 down to the 23-yard line, and it will bring up second down and about seven yards, make it six yards to go. Yeah, Nate Stark read that perfectly, was right there on it. Just one of those fluky plays. Martin in the backfield, now the wishbone formation. Handoff goes to Martin. Martin inside the 20, and he's going to be spun and dropped down at the 17-yard line. Mark at the 18-yard line. First and 10 from the 20 with 7 seconds. Uh, Running up the middle is a curious call. Unless they've got a lot of confidence in Krug. Five seconds left to go. Baden got two timeouts left, I believe. I know they at least have one. They don't put the timeouts on the scoreboard here. Well, if they don't kick it here, I'm going to look for a bubble screen to the wide side coming towards us. It is now, now the play clock just now begins. So 20 seconds, five seconds to go on the game clock. And now the clock is running down to three seconds, two seconds. And now Baden is going to use a timeout. Boy, there is a lot of arguing on the sideline by Roger Bacon's coaching staff. And I think I can understand why. Because the officials, first of all, took a long time to set the play clock. And then they decided to go ahead and run the game clock. They actually should have been running the game clock nonetheless. And I think Baden was expecting them to, and then they took the timeout, and now they'll bring Krug in to attempt the extra point with one second left to go on the clock. And the official is down there, the head referee, talking with head coach Mike Blout about why he didn't start the clock. And I don't think Mike Blout accepts the <laughs> accepts it. Mismanagement by the officials. So Krug is going to come in to it. Field goal. They will spot it at the 25. It'll be a 35-yard attempt. No win. Ball is down. Kick is up. It is long enough, and it is no good wide right. So the bacon defense holds, and that is exactly what they need, Rob, going in at halftime. You need one little break sometimes to uh, ignite a team. The way the officials handled that, I know the coaches are going to use that for motivation. Seven-point ball game. Very much in this. They've had success the first half moving the ball. Uh, A couple broken plays have been the difference. A lot of confidence I'm sure they're going to bring out in the second half. Well, it was nothing-nothing at the end of the first quarter, and the Spartans were doing whatever they wanted to offensively. They were moving the football up and down the field. They just could not get anything on the scoreboard. And then the tide switched, and Hamilton Baden now has been moving the football. They got a touchdown just... 28 seconds into the second quarter of play to take the lead that they've got here at halftime, 7 to nothing. But they've had a couple of other opportunities here tonight to score touchdowns. One was taken away by a turnover, and the other one here on this one with a missed field goal. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the second half with them. They have a lot of guys playing both ways. It's a 90-degree night. They've had sustained drives both as a defensive unit by Roger Bacon moving the ball and also on offense without producing points. All that time on the field in this heat, it'll be interesting to see some of those two-way players, if they don't wear down in the second half, to Bacon's advantage. Well, we'll try to take a look at some scores for you here tonight, and we'll have a talk with the defensive coordinator of the Spartans, Joe Clemens. All that coming up when we return to Fairfield High School. We're at halftime, where the score at halftime right now is Hamilton Baden 7 and Roger Bacon nothing. 
Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at halftime where it is seven to nothing right now. Hamilton Baden on top of this one over the Roger Bacon Spartans. And right now, what is head coach Mike Blout telling his team in the locker room? I think he's gonna probably try and refocus them on what they practiced all week. Young team, a lot of sophomores on this team, a lot of guys. Like Tyler Bullock making his second start. Freshman offensive lineman and only their second big GCL game. I think you'll try to emphasize the things they've done really well. Correct some of the little mistakes they've made. Uh, and more than anything else, let them know that they can win this game when they take the field in the second half. And there's some things that probably Joe Clements is talking to his defense about in the locker room. But before the game, Rob had an opportunity to talk with Joe about his defense. Coach Joe Clements, defensive coordinator, Roger Bacon. It looks like, Coach, you guys came out a little bit too amped up last week against McNick, had some problems stopping the run. What do you guys need to do tonight to be effective against a, a Baden team that likes to rely on that run? First off, we just need to make sure that we're all doing our jobs. That's the most important thing in our defense. Everybody on our defense has a job. If everybody executes that job, we should be all right tonight. You have a team that is heavily reliant on sophomores, even some freshmen, uh, some juniors, very few seniors. How do you keep a young team focused as you get into the heart of the GCL season? It's not the easiest thing to do at this moment. You know, we've lost two games in a row here. It's a constant battle trying to get them to stay focused. I think that the biggest thing is is staying on them in practice, staying on in the game, making sure we're watching a lot of film during the week, sending, sending cut-ups out to them during the week. That's that's pretty much been what, what our goal has been this week. Thanks for your time, Coach. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Well, you know, one of the things he talked about sending out some, some uh, cutting, cutting up some film and sending them out to the players. You know, one of the things that has really helped high school coaches around the area, not so much 
with sending them out to their players, but just being able to scout other teams all over the state is that website called Huddle. Huddle's been a very useful tool not only for coaches to be able to research other players uh, going as early as grade school, but also for players to send highlights of themselves, scout each other, uh, follow each other, kind of see what's out there. Uh, Certainly Corey Kiner is a Huddle legend. There's lots of kids around the city who've made their name known through 7th and 8th grade runs that you know looked like Gale Sayers much like his did uh, Huddle is a useful tool but I would expect you know Joe Clemens was in a similar position here as a player back in the 90's he was one of those groups much like the freshmen and sophomores here that kind of came in and resurrected the program under Dan Starkey like I mentioned you know Tommy Watkins and the Newton brothers and Jared Dean kind of came in in a low point in the program within years we had our first playoff win uh, I think that Joe understands there's bright things ahead for this team. Sometimes it's hard for a guy who loves bacon as much as he does to be patient, uh, but I think he understands that. I think what he's trying to do is measure uh, going off the cuff a little bit and off the handle and really punishing those guys at halftime versus continuing to try to build them up knowing the future's bright. And that's where you've got to really temper yourself as a coach. I know you know, my younger son is a girls' basketball coach up in central Ohio at Strasburg High School, and not only has Huddle helped him with scouting out some of the players, but he's got a young team also. And you've got, you've got to temper what you know that the girls can do or even your football players can do with what you want them to do and where you expect them to be a year or two from now. That's right. It, there's two parts of this. Half of it is building football skill. It's learning how to run plays. It's, it's adjusting to the speed of the game, schemes. Uh, making plays. The other half is confidence. Uh, it can go either way. You know, you've certainly seen players where they come out early, confidence is destroyed. Uh, on the other hand, you know, like I asked Corey before the game, you know, for some of these young guys, it's, you know, what lessons are you taking away? It's, well, we understand we're not there yet. Every week is a chance to learn a little bit more about what we need to do to get there uh, and then going back and practicing and putting it together. But when you have 14- and 15-year-old kids taking a field with 18-year-olds, holding their own week after week. I think it's easy to go back then on a Monday and say, you know what, we're moving in the right direction. All right, let's talk about Kiner. You saw, you've saw, you seen every game that he has played up to tonight. He was off last week, but is this the best defense that he has gone up against so far in his varsity career? It's right there. Indian Hill is good. Indian Hill had more depth. Uh, Baden, again, they play a lot of guys two ways. It's the best team. He didn't play last week. I thought McNick's defense looked a lot better than Baden's defense does tonight. Had a little bit more speed in the linebacker core. Uh, This is as good of a defense as he's faced, though. Uh, Nonetheless, I I think he's just a step away from probably breaking one tonight. Let me ask it a different way. Is this as good a defensive effort against him as you've seen this year? I thought Indian Hill did a great job. Indian Hill put ten guys in the box and dared Kobe Taylor at the time, who was the quarterback, to beat him. Uh, his first play was a pick six. Bullock came in under a little bit of duress. Kiner got hurt, of course, with you know running against a wall of 18-year-old men. Uh, this is the first time I, I've seen a little bit more balance for Corey. Certainly the defense knows what's coming. Uh, Corey, though, is each week a little bit better. That offensive line, which, again, we've got two freshmen out there tonight, uh, at tackles, we've got a couple young guys starting to get a little confidence, too, which they didn't have against Indian Hill. Well, right now, the score at halftime is Baden 7, Roger Bacon nothing. Rob and I will be back with more at halftime of tonight's ball game from Fairfield 
after this. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend, my brother, my poor grandchild, my sister, my father, my husband, my mom, my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, I remember when the Ohio State Buckeyes radio network, this had to be about 20 years ago, about three hours before the game, they went out and they did the, the social report. Do you remember that on old WBNS 610? They used to go out and talk to all the tailgaters out in the parking lot and talk to what talk to them about what they were looking for, forward to to the game and everything. Well, let's bring you up to date as to what's going on here because outside the stadium, there are a lot of flashing lights going on out there. You've got a, a fire truck, you've got an ambulance, it looks like, and a few cops, and all the flashing lights going on out there, Rob. I, I can't tell what's happening, but it almost looks like maybe they're all up to the drive through there trying to order something. Friday night in Fairfield is eventful at times. Uh, I will tell you, Bacon does know how to tailgate. Uh, Eric Shulkers, who was on the secret team shred, <laughs> here at Roger Bacon, uh, Brian Wolf, Missy Blout, they know how to put it together. Uh, there's one thing Catholics know how to do. It's uh, maybe throw a few back. Uh, bacon, no exception to that. I'm going to stop down next week when we're at home and, and say hello to some of these people. going to have to do that. Okay, now let's get back to the football game at hand here tonight. This is a very important game for Roger Bacon. They're in this game. I mean, when you when we talked about it, Rob, and you look at what Baden has been able to do offensively, they're the number two offense in the entire GCL. I mean, they're averaging 34.5 points a game. And Roger Bacon has been able to hold them to just seven in the first half. They've moved the football against a defense that is giving up almost 11 points a ball game, which is almost the best in the CL also. So Roger Bacon has got a lot to be proud of here in this first half. They've just got to find a way to break through and get the ball in the end zone. That's true. So part of the problem that we discussed last week was kind of that uneven temperament that a young team can show sometimes. And it looked like last week in the second quarter, uh, after coming out flat, Bacon kind of had a surge of energy. They put the 14 points on the board, uh, but at times also looked erratic. And tonight I thought that was the case. We got the big turnover. We came out super excited and jumping around and ready to go. Uh, we make one good play, and then the next play, Kiner comes back, uh, tackled for the big loss. We're looking at third and 27. I think if, if one of the things Mike and Joe and Dave and you know incredible coaching staff is, has got to do with these young guys is kind of build that even temperament, uh, calm those guys down, teach them how to just execute. Uh, and just play football, I, th- I think that will bode well if they can do that in the second half. But as we've seen tonight, several plays on offense, it's one step from a touchdown for some of these plays. I, I would, would not be surprised to see Bacon break one in the second half. Uh, and the thing about it is, is I thought Baden did, to their credit, 
an excellent job. One play really turned the tide in this ballgame when Martin broke that close to 50-yard yarder and was caught inside the five-yard line of uh, the Spartans, and then they ended up taking it in with 11.32 left to go in the first half. That one play really seemed to turn the entire tide in this game. It did. I, th- I think there's two questions to ask in the second half that are probably going to determine the outcome of the game. One of those is the fact that Bacon knows what Baden's going to come out and do on offense. Can they stop it? The other question is, Bacon knows that Baden is ready for Corey Kiner because his announcement came weeks ago when he broke the school record for single-game yards. So the question becomes, can Tyler Bullock beat Baden? And I think it's going to come down to him and Zach Kuhlman or him and Logan Wolf making a play to keep the defense honest uh, and see if they can put some points on the board. Well, we'll find out what they can do when the second half begins just about seven minutes from now here at Fairfield High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. We'll be back with more at halftime. It is 7 nothing Baden over Roger Bacon. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.com. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com is made possible by Stacy Heating and Air at 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. And by Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon High School football broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, we do have one score for you here this evening. St. X is leading Moeller in that battle of the Giants at the end of the first quarter. St. X leads it 14-7 to in that matchup. Looks like it might be 20-7 to now, nearing the end of the second quarter. That's kind of what we expected. It was going to be a battle between those two ball cups. Like you said, St. X last year had a mediocre regular season then ended up winning the state title. So with the, the caliber of schools that Moeller and St. X play, they can have a 5-5 five and five season and still end up making the playoffs. That's amazing. That's exactly right. Uh, by the way, LaSalle going to halftime, 7-5 over Winton Woods. That is a surprise score. Looks like a baseball score for one, but second, LaSalle defending state champion Winton Woods, uh, up and down program, holding their own tonight. Of course, Winton Woods has a lot of athletes. They always do. Sometimes they don't always have that that discipline that it takes to, to play winning football, but they always have kids who can play. Yeah, you mentioned a baseball score. I was down there two years ago when LaSalle won the state championship in baseball, so I had a chance to, to see them. Right now it's 7 to nothing. Baden on top of the Roger Bacon Spartans, and of course, as they always do, we've got about three and a half minutes to go in the half, and then they'll put another three minutes on the scoreboard, and let the players come out and warm up. They're not going to have to warm up very long here tonight. No, it hasn't cooled down much. Still hovering in the 80s. Muggy night. Really unusual for this time of year. Feels more like two-a-days than the fall. Yeah, here's the question. Is today the first day of fall? 
Yeah, I, I think I believe it. I know we're in the fall. My kids reminded me today. Yeah, yeah. Today's the first day, or yesterday was maybe. But I mean, when you look at this, this is all. This is this is warmer than the last couple of weeks of summer was. It's miserable. I'm not a hot weather guy, <laughs> so I don't like it. You should have come into this press box when the window was totally closed, and this fan, circa 1999, had to be turned on. When I flipped that thing on. There were things flying out of that thing that I, I hadn't seen in years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've got a little fan blowing behind us, but nonetheless, it, it is still hot and muggy in this press box here at Fairfield High School. But and I do want, I want to thank the AD and, and Coach Yordy for letting us come out here and broadcast tonight. Not always are the road teams as accommodating uh, for visiting broadcast teams or visiting teams or fans in general. Great venue. I appreciate being here. Uh, and it, again, an exciting game thus far. Let's see if Bacon can pull one out this afternoon. Yeah, that's what, exactly what they need to do. Alums and friends, when you give to the annual fund, you are personally making a difference in a student's life. If you were on a scholarship, received financial assistance, participated in an extracurricular, or played a sport while at Roger Bacon High School, the annual fund helped you. The annual fund drive is currently underway. You can contact Roger Bacon at 641-1313 to make a donation or send a check to the school. It's a great way to continue the mission of Roger Bacon. Rob, talk about that just a little bit, this annual fund. It, it certainly does help the kids in the school. The amazing part about Roger Bacon is despite the great academics, despite the fact that you have a great environment where you have very small class sizes, where you have the opportunity to pick up college credits or do robotics or you know play football on a Friday night, is the fact that they make a, a Roger Bacon education available to any kid who wants one. Uh, no matter what your background is, if you have the desire to go there and better yourself, they'll take you and they'll find a way to make it work. The annual fund goes a long way. Uh, to make that happen. Nobody in the school gives more scholarship or aid money than Roger Bacon High School uh, to make sure that those kids have access to that kind of education. Uh, I'm very proud to have been an alum of that school and, and to see the good things they do for kids every year. Well, it's 7 to nothing, Baden on top of it. We are into the warm-up period, and Rob and I will be back with the second-half action here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com is made possible by Stacy Heating and Air at 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. And by Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon High School football broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And please be sure to tell those sponsors that you heard them on the broadcast because they help us continue to bring these games to you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. So please give no. a shout-out to Kelsey and to Stacy Heating and Cooling. No better car-buying experience than there is at Kelsey Chevrolet. Mike Kelsey... Legendary basketball player, went on to play at St. X, worked his way up at the car business, now owns a dealership. you got Josh Wilking, Liz Wilking, Walt Kelsey, uh, the best free throw shooter in probably the history of college basketball, Mr. Cluxton, out there from NKU. So uh, they'll really take care of you when they talk about family. They mean it, too, just like Roger Bacon. Uh, probably shout out to Dave Kelsey, too, who uh, I grew up idolizing as a little kid. So uh, great family. So right now, as we said, it is seven to nothing. Baden on top of it here and now. So what do 
you know, Roger Bacon is going to kick it off to start the second half. I think it's imperative that they don't drop down by two scores in this ball game. This is one of those that any type of a, a turnover could really tip the scales either way. It's time for them to, to kind of calm down, exhale, think about what you practiced all week, think about what you saw on film, listen to what the coaches said at halftime and the adjustments that Joe and Dave and the staff made on the defensive side of the ball, and execute. If they can do that without getting too caught up in trying to be superstars, I feel pretty good that they're going to have some success because we know what Baden's going to do. They're going to come out and try to run the ball uh, every single down. Yeah, I almost think that the halftime lasted longer than the first half because this first half just flew by with both teams trying to run the ball. I mean, Roger Bacon did a lot more passing than Baden did in that first half, and, and the clock just continually seemed to run in the sec- in that first half. I think they only th- Baden only threw three passes. Two of those completed on, on very short plays, the bubble screen and a little out, and then the fluky play that went off the receiver's hands and ended up going for about a 30-yard gain on the ricochet. We know they're going to run the ball. Let's see if, if Bacon can, can find the discipline to stop it. Well, next week, Hamilton Baden is going to be playing... Fenwick, and that will be at home. And then next week for Roger Bacon, they will also be at home, and they will playing be playing Alter. And we'll be on the air with that one beginning at about 6.45 next Friday night from downtown Cincinnati. So be sure to join us with that one. Rob and I will have the action for you on that ball game. 7-0 the score here, Baden on top of it at half. And that's a different animal next week as we get into Alter uh, with Chaminade and Fenwick coming. I mean, those are legitimate big schools. Bacon always has their hands full. As you had mentioned, tonight might be an opportunity for them to pick up a GCL win against a, a team that's much more evenly matched than they may face next week. So we'll find out what happens. The final 24 minutes of play coming up here on Ultimate Sports Talk as both teams are done warming up here this evening and like we said you didn't have to do a lot of calisthenics to break a sweat coming in coming out of the locker room here tonight at Fairfield it is a hot one but neither team seems to be adversely affected I thought maybe we'd have a lot more cramps or something than than we have had here this evening but we haven't had any and I I think Bacon if they have an advantage it's having even though they're young they have a little bit more depth They've got six or seven guys they can rotate on the offensive line who are ball players. Uh, they've got a, enough defensive linemen and linebackers and corners. You know, we've seen Logan Wolf kind of rotate in. We've seen Edmondson rotate in. Uh, so trying to keep guys fresh might be an advantage they can uh, use in the second half. By the way, letting you know the Bengals are in Green Bay this weekend. That's going to be about a 425 start, and that game will be on Channel 12. And just taking a look at the Reds game with Boston here tonight as they play in their final three games. It is to 5-4 now. Boston, the grand slam by Scooter Jeanette in the first inning, gave the Reds a 4-1 to lead. But then Boston came back with a four spot in the fourth, and now they lead it 5-4 to over the Reds at Great American Ballpark. Final three games of the regular season for the Reds. Well, for the season here tonight. Looks like St. X has gone up 23-7 to on Moe at halftime. So St. X winning that one. And now 
Roger Bacon kicking it off, and Baden, it'll go through the hands of one of the upbackers. It's a squib kick, and ball well, is Bacon ball. 25. Roger Bacon saying they've got it. The officials are coming in and trying to break out the scrum, and I believe the Spurs do. They've recovered the football at the Baden 26-yard line. Recovering that fumble is Evan Webb, a freshman, 5'8", 155-pounder on the kickoff team, recovered the fumble. Now that's the way you start a second half. Baden just wasn't ready for that little one-hopper. Went right through his hands. Bacon able to capitalize. 26 yards from tying this up. Kuhlman goes out wide to the right. Edmondson wide left. Ball in the near hash part. Kiner in the backfield out of the pistol. Next to Bullock. Fake handoff. Bullock throws over the middle. Fast batted down at the line of scrimmage and behind the intended receiver, Chris Kugley. That was one of those we talked about where last week he rushed the throws a little bit. I thought he rushed that one just a little bit. Had he waited just another second, not only does he miss the defender's arms, but he probably puts that one right in the breadbasket. Edmondson now out wide to the right-hand side. Coleman is wide left, ball in the near hash mark. Again, Kiner out of the pistol next to Bullock on the right-hand side. Bullock out of the pistol, gets the snap, hands it off to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle. He breaks it inside the 25 to about the 23-yard line for a gain of three. And it will be third down, seven yards to go. 7 nothing, Baden on top of it. We've just begun the third quarter. I thought Corey maybe danced a little bit too much there trying to find a, an opening versus just hitting the hole when he could at top speed and seeing how far he could take it. And again, that's something he'll learn. Kiner to the left. Bullock drops straight back out of the pistol. Throws it out to the side. It is complete. Looks like the Coogley, and it is complete to Coogley. He is close to a first down inside the 20 to the 18-yard line, but he's going to be about two yards shy of the first down. At the 18, they need to get to the 16. So it's fourth down two. And now the Spartans, again, here's another fourth down situation, Rob, that they've got to go for it. Really interesting to see what Mike Blau calls here. He's got a few options from Kiner on the outside to maybe Bullock keeping it uh, to trying to hit one of those slot guys for a quick out. 10-45, fourth and two. Big play here for the Spartans. Bullock trying to draw Baden off sides. Now takes the snap. Hand off to Kiner. He's got the first down up to the 16. Bounces away. But his forward progress had him down well inside the 16. Baden says they've stopped him, but I'll tell you one thing. His his forward progress had him well inside the 16, near the 15, and they're going to spot him just inside the 16. And by the naked eye, that should give him the first down. But they're going to bring in the chains to check it. We'll see what kind of spot he got. Again, I, I don't know that these officials uh, have given many breaks to Roger Bacon. But I can't see the, the football, but where the official had it spotted, he was inside the 16. Oh, he's got the first down, Rob. He's inside the 16. That is well inside the 16. And it first is down. first down. Boy, they stretched that out to the very last link. And the Spartans have the first down and 10. Just inside the 16 of Baden. 
Bacon showing not just that they've seized the momentum, but they're showing some poise on this drive. Let's see if they can maintain their calm and punch it in. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Both sides have been equally upset at the officials. Nick Bodie is over. He's arguing with the official now for Hamilton Baden, and now the head referee who is over listening to his complaints has got to take a timeout to get back into his position as referee. So it's first and ten under center is Bullock. Pitches it out to Kiner to the short side. He's going to take it to the 15 and be dropped right there. Boy, just a host of Baden tacklers. Kiner, for about a yard on the play, brings up second and nine. And that's just a battle of wills. They know what play's coming. Who wants it more, the D-line or the O-line? Ten minutes exactly left to go in this third quarter. Edmondson goes out wide to the right. Kuhlman comes out to the near side. Ball in the near hash mark. Bullock's going to line up in the pistol again. He's got Coogley. Slot left. Kiner lines up to the right in the pistol. Handoff now. The blitz handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner cuts it out to the That's right. Touchdown. And a five goes to the corner of the end zone for the score. 15-yard touchdown run by Kiner. And that was a broken play, Rob, because Bullock turned the wrong way and then basically had to hand it off to Kiner almost behind his back. Mr. Kiner's ninth touchdown in about seven quarters. Not bad for a freshman. Uh, again, he gets outside. He had an angle. No one was going to stop that. He may end up breaking all the records, not just for Roger Bacon, but for the OHSAA before it's all done. 7-6 to six the score. The Spartans on top of it. Bird in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is no good wide left. So Bird just appeared to be rushing it a little bit. 9.38 left to go in this third quarter. Your score, it's still Bacon 7, but Roger Bacon now 6. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, after that 15-yard touchdown run by Corey Kiner, it is now 7-6 to six, as Bird could not get the extra point through the uprights. And that's where we stand right now here in the third quarter of play with 9.38 left to go in the third. But after that fumble recovery... Roger Bacon took advantage of a turnover. That's going to be a huge spark, I think, for this team is to have driven the ball down, gotten the touchdown, doing what they came out to do, right? Staying within the the discipline and the the play calling of the offense, not doing anything tricky. Let's see if they can capitalize on that now on defense. Another wobbly kick. Bird squibs it up the field, and it is taken in by one of the upbacks, and that is Luke Tabler. Tabler is going to be dropped right at the 30-yard line. So that is where Roger Bacon will take it over, or excuse me, Baden will take it over first and ten from their own 30-yard line. Seven to six, your score. Let's see if the defense can stay within themselves on this series. Too many times they've come out after big momentum plays, been a little too excited, lost some discipline and some focus. So coming up to the line of scrimmage is the quarterback, Jordan Flagg. He's the six-foot senior. 
flag under center. He's got the staggered T. Moving in motion is Martin to the far side. Handoff goes to Starks. He almost bobbled the handoff. Takes it across the 35 and out to the 39-yard line. He did a nice job of regaining control of that football. He almost coughed it right up into Roger Bacon hands. Looks like Logan Wolf came on the blitz. He just went through the wrong gap. Starks went through the other one. Uh, breaks it for a first down. And the no huddle. Uh, almost a first. Now for Baden. It's second down, nine yards to go after the nine-yard gain. Martin, the single setback. Now Martin moves in motion. Handoff up the middle of the on the play to Keegan Rogers and Rogers across midfield he's got the first down into Roger Bacon territory to the 45-40 and he's going to be brought down at the 38 yard line 27 yard run by Rogers takes it down to the 39 yard line of Roger Bacon so immediately trying to come back and answer the score of the Spartans are the Rams Rodgers in the backfield, single setback. They've got a tight formation, one receiver out wide left. Starks in motion. He gets it on the jet around the left-hand side to the 35. Struggles down to the 32-yard line. Gain of seven on the play at second and three. Noah Miller looked like was in the right position to make that play, just unable to bring him down. Hustling into the lineup defensively is Kugley for Roger Bacon. In the backfield is Rogers. Rogers with Starks. Slot right. Martin is slot left as they run that wing T formation now. Moving in motion is Martin. Handoff goes to Rogers right up the middle to the 15, to the 10, cuts it to the right. He's going to take it to the 5 and struggle into the end zone for the score. Dove into the end zone for the touchdown. And that makes it 13-6. 32-yard touchdown run by Rodgers. And that makes it 13-6, Baden on top of it. Like we talked about, that's the one thing that they couldn't have happen, is to come out and let them go right down the field on them without any real resistance. Yeah, the defense did not look good on that drive. Hamilton Baden just took advantage. Now Baden is short a player on the extra point unit and he'll have to hustle and get in play clock still plenty of time 15 on the play clock now down to 10 Klug will attempt the extra point Krug has missed a field goal here this evening but hit the extra point high snap got down blocked on the play and the extra point is no good that one was a big big play Great penetration. 7.57 left to go in the third. And your score, it's now Baton 13 and Roger Bacon 6. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza but only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh, back here at Fairfield High School, where Baden now has 
extended their lead to 13-6, to but it's still only seven because both sides, after scoring the touchdown here in the third quarter, missed the extra point. Yeah, James Thompson, 6'4", 220-pound sophomore, snuck through the middle as well as a 6'4", 220-pound guy can, able to block the extra point. Uh, Bacon just a touchdown away. Let's see if we can answer. So Krug will kick it off. Roger Bacon going from right to left across your computer screen, by the way. And Kuhlman is back set to return. And he has got Jake Speed over on the right-hand side and Wolf on the left-hand side because Krug has kicked it short. Now he's going to kick this one, a line drive deep. And he's going to get it right to Kuhlman at the 10. He fumbled it, picked it up. Takes it at the 10 to the 15 to the 20, 25, and takes it out to the 29-yard line, maybe the 30, a 20-yard return for Kuhlman. He's been bottled up nicely tonight by Baden, and it's first and 10 for the Spartans at their own 30-yard line. Bullock out into the ballgame to lead the offense for the Spartans. On first and ten. 7.51 remaining to go in this third quarter. Kuhlman wide to the left. Edmondson wide right. Ball in the far hash mark out of the pistol. Bulk hands it off to Kiner. Kiner across the 25 to the 30. 35 and out to the 40-yard line. He looks like he's getting ahead of steam going. Uh, a little momentum. Well, that defense for Baden has been on the field an awfully long time now. That's a nine-yard gain by Kiner, second and one, out to the 39-yard line. I agree with you. I almost expect Kiner, every time he touches the ball right now, to break a long one. Kiner out of the pistol to the right. Ball in the far hash mark. Hand off to Kiner on second and one. He's going to be hit at the line, but struggles forward. Gets across the 40, out to the 41-yard line, and a first down. Gain of two on the play. By the way, next week's opponent, Alter, up 27-6 to over Fenwick in the third quarter. So it's first down, 10 yards to go for the Spartans. Ball at the 41-yard line in their own territory. Pullman wide to the left, Edmondson wide right. Bullock out of the shotgun. Now the pistol as Kiner lines up to his right. Hand off to Kiner, brings it around the left-hand side, cuts it out, now about up the middle, across the 45 and dropped right there gain of about four yards on the carry. Once Kiner gets the opportunity, Rob, to get into the weight room and get a little more muscle on him, he will slip tackles like that. Well, I'll be honest, I don't know that he could get more muscle, but he will add more muscle. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a solid 200-pound kid, uh, just a young kid. When he's 220 pounds, there's, a little bit bigger look out. They're strong, and then there's football strong, and that, that one was one of those plays where he was just brought down Dropping back Bullock. He's going to throw it out to the left, and it's knocked away and incomplete by Keenan Rogers. Keegan Rogers has played an outstanding game tonight, both offensively and defensively for Baden. He really has for a guy they're asking to go both ways, uh, maintained his energy level, and really done some good things. Although I thought Bullock rushed that throw again, telegraphed it a little bit too. He's got to do a little bit more to keep them on their toes. Kiner now with Bullock under center. He's the single setback in the I formation. Receivers out wide on the draw. Kiner is going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 42-yard line for a loss of two. And on fourth down, Roger Bacon is going to have to punt it away, and Luke Bird comes in. Loss of two, and it's fourth and eight. 
The draw was a nice idea, but Bacon hasn't been able to hold the point of attack all night at the offensive line. Uh, their best play has been when Kiner can quickly try to get to that second level without much hesitation. That play uh, over before it started. Devon starts and Enderley are back set to return. Burt bobbles the snap from center, but then gets a high, booming kick that Enderley is going to fumble it up. He tried to catch it with a fair catch, but it bounced right into the hands of Start at the 15-yard line, and he recovers the football. Boy, that would have been a big, big play with 5.38 left to go in the third. We needed a break there, especially the way the defense is playing uh, in a short field, but deep in their own territory. Let's see if we can get a stop and try to tie this up. So it's first and ten for Baden at their own 15-yard line. This is the worst field position that they have had in a long time since the first quarter. Flag the quarterback. He's going to go under center. Martin in the backfield. Now moving in motion to Starks. Starks gets the handoff off left tackle. Cuts it up the middle to the 30. 35-40. Cuts it off to the far side to the 45-50. He's got one man to beat. That's Muhammad. And Muhammad's going to push him out of bounds at the 40. And then they're going to say that he hit him way too late out of bounds. And a flag comes flying in from about 20 yards upfield. So a 40-yard Takes it out to the 40-yard line. That's a 45-yard run by Stark. And then a flag called at the end of the play, which is a personal foul against Roger Bacon, and that will mark them down even closer, 15 yards, down to the 25. So it's first and 10 for Baden at the Roger Bacon 25-yard line. Yeah, I don't know if there's much Muhammad could have done to, to not bring him down. He was in the midst of the tackle before they went out of bounds, but... They were quick with the flag. 5.25 left to go in this third quarter. Play clock down to 10. Flag under center. Moves Martin in motion. Hand off to Rogers right up the middle. Inside the 20 to the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. And he's got another first down after a game of 13 on the carry. And this, this is just a question of, you know, that Baden line has four seniors pushing on a sophomore defensive front. And they want no defensive substitutions by Roger Bacon. They've got them by the throat right now, and they want to stay there because they're going right up to the line of scrimmage and not allowing Bacon to bring in any subs. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Mignory. Out of the wing tee. Moving in motion. Starks. Pitch out around the left-hand side. Starks dropped the football. Ball loose on the field. And let's see who's got. No, they're going to What? They're going to say it was down? He was nowhere near down, Rob. He was trying. He was struggling to get the football. He didn't have the football. And they called him down. And it didn't matter who recovered the football. The official called Starks down. Horrendous call. Uh, I didn't think wow. it could get much worse than... Unbelievable. Ball at the 20. And the gift, after a seven-yard loss, makes it second down 17 yards to go at the Roger Bacon 20-yard line. But that could have really been a nice turn of events. Flag barking out the signals to his offensive line. Now, he doesn't know what's going on, and he's got to take a timeout. And we will also. Timeout on the field by Baden. 4.16 left to go in the third quarter. Your score, it's Baden 13, Roger Bacon 6. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. 
Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Rob, we talked about that during the break here, and that could really be a call that could affect the end of this football game. Starts bobbled the pitch out and never had possession of the football, and the referee said that he was down by contact, but Roger Bacon was still going after the football. Yeah, I was, I'm pretty sure you have to have the ball in your hands <laughs> to actually be called down. Uh, they've made some bad calls tonight. That's the worst to this point. And at a critical point in the game where uh, Bacon could have used a turnover to try to get back in it. Second down, 17 yards to go. Ball at the 20-yard line of Bacon. Baden with it. Flag under center. Out of that wing T formation. Handoff to Starks. Then inside handoff on the reverse. Going to Martin. Martin spins inside the 10 to the 5. Battling to the end zone. And gets into the end zone for the score. Boy, a nice inside handoff from Starks to Martin. And Martin took it in from 20 yards out for the score. And that makes it 19-6. to Baden on top of it. And that touchdown was all about poor tackling. Bacon trying to arm tackle or dive at legs versus wrapping him up. Several guys had a shot at him. They used good technique. Uh, we're resetting the down, not kicking an extra point. So they will go for two and try to make up for that last. Well, now they are going to go for the extra point as Krug is going to come in and attempt it. And now they are going to go up to the line of scrimmage, and they will go for two. And there's a lot of movement and flags thrown by both side judges. And then they're going to call offsides against Roger Bacon. So the offsides penalty, will they can either take it half the distance to the goal line and go for two or take it on the kickoff. And let's see if they're going to bring flag back into the ballgame. Nope, they're just going to go for the extra point. I believe they've still got, well, now they did bring Flag in. That's the quarterback keeper on this right here. Yep. See if they can pick the yard up. Ball at the yard and a half line. Flag is under center. Wishbone formation. Flag looking. Handoff off the right-hand side and taking it into the end zone for the touchdown or the two-point conversion is Luke Tablet. So that gives them the two-point conversion. 4.08 left to go. And it is 21-6. Now Roger Bacon down on the scoreboard to Hamilton Bay. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. At stacyheatingandair.com. Well, that touchdown by Ron, by Hamilton Baden now makes it 21 to 6. And Baden now will kick it off as they are late coming in from the side after talking with their head coach, Nick Bodie. That one was one that the Spartans could ill afford to give up. 
Yeah, and I think you're starting to see some frustration set in on some of the younger players on the Roger Bacon sideline. What they need is a quick score to get their daubers back up. Kuhlman is back set to return this when he is outside of his own 10-yard line. Krug will kick it away from the 40. Roger Bacon going from right to left across your screen. So Kuhlman back set to return, and Krug will kick it off as he approaches it. Kicks it off, squibs it up the field. It'll be taken in by Coleman. Coleman at his 13 to the 20. 25 30, right up the middle, out to the 40, to the 41 yard line. Nice return. 29 yard return for Coleman. Field position has not been a problem offensively for Roger Bacon tonight. They have started in great field position all night long. And now they've got it at their own 41 yard line. And they need to just play football. You know, Corey and Bullock have known each other for years. Go out to the schoolyard and just play. Don't worry about the score. Don't worry about what's taking place to this point. Don't get frustrated. Just play football. We've got our first cramp of the night. One of the Roger Bacon players down on the far side. We can't see his number because he's laying on the ground. But the trainer is out there stretching out his legs. So it's, it's just a cramp. Pickle juice. Pickle juice, yeah. Outstanding sports medicine provided by TriHealth. Uh, they're fantastic. They do a great job taking care of this team. Mel, our trainer, no exception. Well, the doctor would order right here, Rob, that Roger Bacon go down the field and answer this touchdown by Baden. That would get them back into the ball game, heading into the final 12 minutes. As they stretch out the calf muscle of the player along the far side. We're going to keep it right here and see if we can check out any any updates on that St. X game as of yet. No updates. Looks like Harrison and Edgewood are tied at 14. Tight game. Edgewood team that ran all over Baden a few weeks ago. Got one score in baseball. That's the Reds. They're losing to Boston in the sixth inning. Five to four. Scooter Jeanette, in case you missed it, hit his fourth grand slam of the year for the Reds tonight. Out in my neck of the woods, a little bit of a side-by-side rivalry. Milford up on Loveland, 27 to nothing. Milford has a good team this year. Putting it on the Tigers. You know, the first ratings came out, the OHSAA computer rankings. Now, I didn't take a look at them this week because... The, the first couple weeks really don't mean a lot. It's when you get into the last three weeks and you start trying to see where everybody's going to pair up that they mean a whole heck of a lot. Uh, but they came out this week, and you can check those on the OHSAA site. The other thing to keep in mind is uh, schedules. And like what you had noted earlier, in the GCL, where you're playing a murderer's row every week, uh, those schedules and wins and losses can be a little bit deceiving. Looks like Nate Stark with the injury, walking it off. His, yeah. dad, his dad, Roger, was tough. He was like, built like He-Man. Well, Nate, he's walking off under his own power, but you can tell that calf is really knotted up on him right now. So, as he gets off the field, Roger Bacon comes up to the line of scrimmage, their own 41-yard line, first and 10, hand off to Kiner right up the middle, cut to the left, cut to the right, now back to the left, and he's going to be hit behind the line and drop. 
and he will lose about three yards back to the 38-yard line. So it'll be second down and 13 yards to go. And the chess match is over. Not that it ever really began. This is just lining up. Each team knows what the other's going to run. It's just a question of will on who's going to step up and stop it. So far, Baden has come out. Spread formation. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner cuts it up across the 40 to the 43-yard line. So he gets the yards lost back plus one. And it will bring up third down and nine yards to go. Ball resting just outside the 42-yard line of Roger Bacon. Coleman to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. Bullock in a tough position again on third and long. Bullock out of the shotgun. Now the pistol. He's got Kiner just off to the left. Drops straight back. Looking to the left-hand side. He's going to throw a bullet complete on the play to Coleman inside Baden territory across the 50 to the 48-yard line. 14 yards on the reception and a first down for the Spartans. Rob, I'm sorry. The roster does not have number 16 on it, and he's in for Roger Bacon. I have no idea who that is. Down here on the near side. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner around the right-hand side. Down to the 44-yard line, the 46-yard line, excuse me. Gain of two on the play. And it will bring up second down and eight yards to go. Could be one of the young freshmen. They have an undefeated freshman team. Uh, maybe they brought somebody up. Oh, that's Kobe Taylor. Is that Kobe Taylor? Yeah, the senior, former quarterback, getting some time Okay, so on the outside. Taylor's going to go out wide to the right-hand side. He's number 16 now. Started out the year at number 10. Coleman comes out wide to the left, out of the pistol formation. Coogley is on the right-hand side. Now Taylor's going to move in motion to the near side. Kiner to the right. Bullock drops back, looks to his left, rolls out to the right, gets a block. He's going to be hit behind the line. He's going to take it across the 45 and be run out of bounds near the 44-yard line. A gain of about two yards on the carry, and it will bring up third down and about seven yards to go. For those who grew up at Bacon and know the Bettinghouse family, Kobe Taylor, Mandy Bettinghouse's son, a good athlete, uh, played quarterback here, a capable receiver, actually could give them a little bit of spark on the other side of Kuhlman. 145 and running left to go in the third quarter. 21-6, Baden on top of it. Moving in motion, Taylor. Bullock out of the pistol. Drops back on third and eight. Looking upfield. Gets hit behind the line, and he's got nowhere to go. Back to the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 39-yard line. Loss of 16 yards on the play, and it's fourth down and forever. And that's a question of the defensive coordinator having watched the McNick tape and bringing the house on third down on a young sophomore quarterback. So Bullock is sacked for the second time tonight. A minute 25 left to go in the third. And Bird is in to punt the football away. Martin is back with Starks. And a low snap. Bird managed to pick it up. And he's going to get a high booming kickoff that Martin is going to call for the fair catch. He fumbled the football again. Ball loose, but I think Martin jumped right back on it at the 28-yard line. They have recovered the football. So Baden has got it back. That's the third punt tonight on the kickoff originally, and now two punts in a row that they have bobbled. Not a sure-handed returner with the hang time that Bird is getting, giving Bacon a chance to get down there and disrupt it. 
Uh, much like last week, Bird has shown himself to be a capable punter. Uh, struggled a little bit on the, those extra points, though. 21-6 to six is the score. Baden on top of it, and they've got the football. Martin comes out to the right-hand side. Now you've got eight guys in the box. Let's see if we can get a stop. T formation. Martin moves in motion. Handoff to Starks. And Starks takes it across the 35 to the 40 and takes it across the 40 out to the 41-yard line. Gain of 14 and a first down for Baden. And this defense for Roger Bacon is really looking tired. And just at, at no point tonight have we had the ability to turn those runs back inside, which is where the strength of the defense is. Ball at the 41-yard line, first and 10. Moving now, Blake looking over to the sideline as the play clock inside 10. Ball down to, for, I should say the game clock, down to 40. Hand off to Starks. Starks takes it right up the middle. He cuts it out to the left side to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Baden. Starks taking it in from 46 yards out. And it's interesting because Baden is not doing anything particularly special on offense, right? They're just staying true and running it right up the middle. For whatever reason, it looks like Bacon's effort has just kind of dropped down a notch, uh, unable to make a play on that. Yeah, they just looked extremely tired. I think this weather has started to really sap their energy. And they look deflated. A lot of those young guys, you know, there's only two seniors out there tonight on the defensive side of the ball, and it looks like some frustration has set in. So Krug will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Gets it down. Last one was blocked, and this one is drilled right through the uprights. And that makes it 28 to 6. Three touchdowns here in the third quarter by Hamilton Baden, and they have extended the lead up to 22 at 28 to 6. And much like last week, with the time remaining, just barely over a quarter, this is about Roger Bacon taking small victories away from this game tonight and getting better. Uh, I would have liked to have seen some guys get less frustrated, start maybe making you know long touchdown run notes, to say, "Hey, I got to clean that up for next time. I'm not going to let that happen to me again." Or, "Hey, coach, what do I need to do to to get in the right position?" Uh, always can learn from these types of situations and what you can hope for is they can build on it. Tough game next week against Alter. If they don't start to improve a little bit, uh, be much worse next week. So Coleman will go back set to return this kickoff from Crew. The thing that has taken the longest here tonight is the officials getting ready to put the ball in play in between touchdowns. So Krug is going to kick the ball away from his own 40 and he just now got the football from the official. Bengals will be in Green Bay on Sunday. That game will kick off at 425. We will be at home for Alter next week. Be on the air with that one at about 645 for the pregame show. Be sure to join us then. So Krug will kick it away. And it's a squib kick up the field. It'll be taken by Kuhlman. He'll take it at his 20 to the 25 right up the middle. Stop and go, and he struggles forward across the 30. And it'll be stopped right there. They're going to say his forward progress was stopped at the 30-yard line. 
And that is where Roger Bacon will start first and ten with 22 seconds left to go in the third. It is 28 to six. Baden on top of it. With the ball right at the 30-yard line. And Bullock now will come out to the huddle after talking with his head coach, Mike Blout. And by the time he gets out there, I would use this fourth quarter. They're going to have to use a timeout, Rob. The, the clock, play clock is down to seven. And now Roger Bacon is going to take a timeout. They had to. Bullock, it seemed to take him forever to get in. By the time he got to the huddle, there was 15 seconds left in the play clock. And one of the offensive linemen for Roger Bacon wasn't out there and ready to go. I'd like to see Tyler Bullock have a little bit of uh, the offensive emphasis on this drive. Maybe start to get him more comfortable. Uh, He looks much better than last week, but still a little skittish, a little rushed with his throws, a little too locked in on receivers. Maybe use this fourth quarter an an opportunity against a, a good but not great defense give him a chance to earn some confidence. Yeah, looking at their defensive stats, I expected a little bit more out of the Baden defense. And and, uh, they are a good football team. I mean, don't get me wrong, but their defense is not what I anticipated coming into tonight's game. They're a veteran team. They have a lot of seniors on both sides of the ball. The bulk of their starters being uh, in the 12th grade. Bacon has held their own for most of this game with a young roster. 22 seconds left to go in this third quarter. After the timeout, Roger Bacon out of the pistol with Kiner to the left, and Kiner's going to get the handoff right up the middle, and he is bottled up and dropped at the 31-yard line. So Kiner stopped after a yard gain. Coogley's going to rush back into the ball game now, and he'll come in at that slot position if Roger Bacon decides to run another play, and that will do it for the end of the third quarter, so they will not. So as we head to the fourth quarter of play here from Fairfield High School, it is Hamilton Baden 28, Roger Bacon 6. It was 7th grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party, but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is, it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Well, as we open up this fourth quarter of play, Roger Bacon has the football at their own 31-yard line. Second down, nine yards to go. They're going from left to right across your computer screen. Out of the pistol formation, Bullock, about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's got Kiner right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Baden showing blitz. Handoff up the middle goes to Kiner, and he takes it out to the 34-yard line for a gain of three, and it will be third down and six yards to go. Boy, Baden in this second half, Rob, they have just stuck 
eight or nine players in the box and just dared Bullock to beat them. Like we talked about at halftime, there was no secret on what each coach wanted to do offensively. It was really just a question on which defense was going to step up and make the stops when needed. Uh, Baden has done that. Uh, A young Bacon roster uh, has failed to do so. Third down seven. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to throw it out in the flat. Complete to Taylor for the first down at the 43-yard line. Gain of 10 on the play. Unbelievable throw. He put that right where it needed to be. If he doesn't catch that ball, it goes incomplete out of bounds, but he threw that on a rope. 11-20 and running left to go in the ball game. So Taylor with his first catch of the evening. Bullock with Kiner off to the left out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Kiner. He stutter stepped to his right and then cut left, and he's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and drop there. They're going to give him maybe a yard on the play. They will give him a yard out to the 44. Again, that young offensive line not getting as much push uh, as we'd like to see. Not much room there for Kiner. So it's second down, nine yards to go. Kuhlman out wide left, Edmondson slot left. Logan Wolf wide right. Kappel slot right. Out of the pistol. Bullock, fake handoff. He's going to throw it out to the left. Complete. It goes to Wolf. Wolf at the 48 yard line. Spins away. Gets across the 50 and steps out of bounds at the 49 yard line. And he is close to a first down. Boy, there could have been a personal foul on that play, Rob, because they just threw Wolf to the ground after. He had went out of bounds. Yeah, you know, if we were back at Bacon, they maybe call that. Not out here tonight, but uh, nice play by Wolf. Pick up three or four extra yards. Well, looks like it called him out of bounds a little bit short on the spin move. So rather than third and short, we're about third and three. And the yard marker guy down on the sideline. He got run over on that play. So third down two. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner breaks away to the 45. Got the first down. 40, 35, 30 up the left hand side. Breaks across the 25 and run out of bounds inside the 25 at about the 23 yard line. And now the officials are is there a flag down on the play? No. No flag. I'm not sure what the side judge was doing coming in and but nonetheless, the ball marked just shy of the 26-yard line. Nice pickup by Kiner on the play of about 26 yards. Great run. Again, he only needs a little crease, uh, and he's off. Just ran out of room on the sideline. Otherwise, that's probably a touchdown. Spread formation out of the pistol. Kiner, not sure what the play is, looks to the side. Now lines up to the right of Bullock. Bullock on first and ten, drops straight back, pump fake. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Taylor there, wide open, touchdown! Great setup. That was. He pump fake and then threw it out to the line, and now there's a flag down in the backfield. I think it's going to be roughing the... No, it's going to be blocking a chop block against Roger Bacon, and that'll negate the touchdown. I saw the play. That's a terrible call. They called that on Kiner. For going low, but he was between the knees and the waist. A horrible call. So that is going to mark, not only take the touchdown off the scoreboard, but that's going to mark Roger Bacon all the way back to their 49-yard line. But I hope what, what Bullock and this team take away is, you know, the refs took the touchdown off the board, but you put the touchdown up there. So you can make plays. 
Uh, it was a great throw and a great setup. So it's first down. Mike Blout is out onto the field. I'm not sure what he is arguing about, but he's yelling at the side judge and the head referee. It's first down. Ball at the 49-yard line of Baden. They've got to get to the 16-yard line, so it's 33 yards to go. Bubble screen off to Kiner. Kiner midfield. That's a Roughing the passer. Now there's a flag down in the backfield. Kiner spins to his right across the 35 to the 30, and he's run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. So he got 22 yards, but there's going to be a personal foul called against Baden roughing the passer. That was a cheap shot on Bullock. I don't know that that guy should still be in the game for uh, yeah, launching, was, launched himself. I was watching the official. I was almost certain he was just going to eject it, which comes with it an automatic two-game suspension, by the way, on OHSAA rules. So 15 yards at the end of the run from the 27, and it'll take it down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. So they're taking it half the distance to the goal. Bullock, though, he's a tough kid. He's going to be one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the school when all is said and done. So it's first and 10 for Roger Bacon. 9.52 and running. Ball at the 14. Run or pass out under the flat to Edmondson, and Edmondson's got it inside the 15 to the 14-yard line for a gain of two. Second and eight. He just had nobody out there to block for him when once he caught the pass. And they're going to say no gain. They're going to mark him right down at the 14-yard line. Toby Taylor in the slot. There's no way that linebacker can cover him. I might look to try to get the ball to him out in the flat. Out of the pistol. Bullock drops straight back. Pump fake. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got a receiver up in the air, and he caught the ball for the touchdown. Is that Coleman? I'm not sure who that was, but he ended up getting a shoulder pad right in. Is that Coleman? Is it Coleman? Is that Coleman? No, that's Edmondson. Edmondson? Edmondson went up and caught the football. Boy, what a nice route. Ran the wheel route around to the left-hand side, and he went up and caught it, and then took a shoulder pad right in his side. For a guy who's 5'8 in cleats, that was a, a leaping grab. That was nice. 14-yard TD reception, and it is now 28-12, to and Roger Bacon will go for two and try to cut this to a two-touchdown game. And now the referee will come running in and want to reset things. Ball spotted at the three-yard line, and they're going to put it right in the middle of the field. In it, what's fun about this team, Dave, is that even in the midst of still being down, there's so much to be excited about. When you see guys like Bullock, just a sophomore, Edmondson, just oh, a junior. A, going to be, there should be a flag, and there is. Pitch out comes to Kiner. Kiner's going to run it into the end zone for the two-point diversion. There's a flag on the side, but that's because Dayton didn't get a player in him, and he was off sides trying to run into the field, so that'll be declined. So with 9.09 left to go in this football game, they will accept the two points, I believe. Let's wait and see what they're going to do here. They will accept the two points, and that will make it 28-14, to and we will be right back. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration, praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, that personal foul penalty, or I should say the chop block, Rob didn't seem to bother the Roger Bacon a bit. Took them all the way back to the 49-yard line, and then they ended up scoring the touchdown in the first place. I think that might be the best drive they've had uh, of the whole season when you take into account the defense they did it against. You know, they scored a lot of points against Redding and Western Hills. Those schools are not the caliber of Baden uh, to put that drive together, put the ball in the end zone twice. Uh, maybe the best drive they've done, and also the best variety of drives. We've seen Kiner hit home runs. We've seen Bullock go over the top. We haven't seen a, a balanced attack like that all season. Well, now they are going to march off the penalty. Well, I'm not sure what's going on here. They're, they are tacking on a 15-yard penalty here, Rob. Now, illegal substitution is just five yards, so there must have been some sort of personal foul penalty called against Baden because they're marking the football from the 40 to the 45-yard line of Baden. And you could, you could look here and see that this could be a prime opportunity for an onside kick, kicking away in, in Baden's territory. But Baden's also got their hands team right up front. Probably going to squib this down the middle. Well, no, they don't. To be honest, they've got a lot of double digits out there up in the 70s and 60s, so they do not have their hands team up front. Here comes Bird. Bird's going to go ahead and kick it deep, and it'll be taken in by Martin at the 5 to the 10. Right up the middle to the 15 to the 20. Cuts it to the near side. He's going to be hit at the 24 and drop. And there's a flag down. It looks like a face mask is going to be called. I don't know why you don't squib it there. (laughs) You're kicking into a guy who's been killing you all night. But they choose to do that. Now they're going to tack 15 on. They give him good field position. Like I said, I'm not sure why they tacked another 15 yards on. That's a face mask against Roger Bacon. But on the kickoff, they tacked on 15. But I never saw a signal from the official of any kind of personal foul or anything. But this thing is starting to get a little chippy. That's just a five-yard penalty. Incidental face mask is what they're going to call. Out to the 29-yard line, and that is where Baden will start first and ten. 8.58 left to go in this ballgame. The offense for Bacon has found some footing. Let's see if the defense can do the same in this fourth quarter. T formation. Starts at a wing slot. Now he moves in motion to the far side. And the handoff goes to Martin. Martin off right tackle to the 35-40. He's got the first down across midfield into Roger Bacon territory to the 48-yard line. Roger Bacon again, full effort up the middle, fighting on the little misdirection by the quarterback. Uh, the running back able to get outside a little bit too easily. 23-yard gain on that play. First down, they're in Roger Bacon territory at the 48. Flag looking over. Clock running. 8.51. Left to go in the football game. Flag. Under center. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the football. He's going to throw it down the middle. He's got Starks wide open at the 15-10-5 touchdown. He was wide open down the middle, and that's because Baden has not shown the pass all night. 
So a 48-yard touchdown reception to start. And that makes it now 34-14. to And that's a pride play, Dave. I don't know that throwing it deep with a two-touchdown lead and eight minutes left is the way you show a GCL opponent respect. I hope some of these young guys take note of that. Baden comes to our house next year. They lose a lot of guys. Uh, they could be on the receiving end of getting their nose rubbed in it. Well, Krug will come in to attempt the extra point. The holder again is Luke Tabler. Krug, right-footed kicker. Gets the ball down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. So there is 8.41 left to go in the football game. And now your score from Fairfield. It is... I'll check that. It is Baden now 35 and Bacon 14. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mount School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Well, Baton just caught Roger Bacon by surprise with that 48-yard touchdown pass. I think that's only about the third time they've thrown the ball all night long, Rob. Fourth pass, I believe. By the way, shout-out to my good friend Matt Linz and Mark Schulte, Sanex grads. They're up on Moeller 23-7, giving Moeller a well-deserved uh, comeuppance. <laughs> now, now. You're showing your partiality here. <laughs> so it's 35 to 14, 21 point lead for Baden. And again, just an opportunity for the the Bacon offense coming on the field, reestablishing some balance, gaining confidence, learning how to make plays against a, a good defense. So Coleman back set to return, and it's squibbed up the field. Coleman will take it in at his 23-yard line, right up the middle to the 30, 35, 40, 45. He's out to midfield and brought down right there with a looked like a horse tackle, but they're going to stop him right at midfield after a 27-yard return. Roger Bacon has it right at the neutral line. Coleman just a junior. Very Every time he touches the ball, he's like Kiner. He's got a chance to break it on these returns. Bullock out of the pistol. Hand off to Kiner. Right up the middle. 45-40. He's got it to the 35-30. Breaks into the clear. 25-20-15-10. Touchdown. Corey Kiner. 50-yard touchdown run for Corey Kiner. His second run of the night. Number 10 on the season. You called it. He will own... All of the records, but maybe one when he leaves Roger Bacon. The great Walt Wreckers who averaged over 10 yards a carry. But certainly Jarrett Dean, who, who set records we thought would never be broken, uh, has Corey Kiner. And now Luke Bird is going to come in to attempt the extra point. Play clock hasn't even started, Bird. Looked like Mike Blott was taking his time trying to decide whether or not to go for one or two, but he finally sent Bird in, and the play clock just down to 20. So plenty of time. Taylor the holder. Kick is up by Bird, and the kick 
is good. I think you saw that when Kiner's in the open field, there aren't many guys in the city who can catch him. So it's 35-21, your score. Hamilton Baden will get the kickoff. Rob and I will be right back. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Well, we both thought that Kiner would break one tonight. I didn't think it would be he would be left alone with just that 15-yarder. He just busted a 50-yarder to pull Roger Bacon to within 14 again. Now the defense has got to get a quick three and out. Let's see if they can step up. Uh, by the way, that's Logan Wolf down on the sideline talking with the trainers, and I'm not sure he's off by himself, and now I think they're going to check him out as he's running some sprints on the side. They're trying to decide whether or not to let him go back into the ball game. it appears. So now Bird will kick it off with 8.25 left to go in this game. It is 35-21. And like we said, Roger Bacon needs a quick three and out defensively. Bird will kick it away, squibs it up the field, got a bounce, nice bounce, fumble ball loose in the field, Roger Bacon's going to recover the football, Luke Bird got it back, he squibbed it up the field and one of the upbacks for Hamilton Baden basically batted it back towards the line of scrimmage where the ball was kicked from and Luke Bird jumped right on top of it, so Hamilton gives it up on the turnover, Roger Bacon gets it in Baden territory at the 47 yard line. Looks like that was Brian Holly and an offensive lineman reached out for it, kind of got turned around and ended up batting it right back to Luke Bird. 8:21 left to go in this ball game. A score here would make this an interesting last seven minutes. Fake handoff. Bullock, he's going to go for it all. Throws it up to Coleman. Up the right side, incomplete. Boy, he was well covered, but Bullock did what any good quarterback would do, let your receiver go up and make a play, and he put it up high, so Coleman had to go up and try to get it. Well, that, that's a classic football play, is when you have that sudden change, you hit the home run right after it. Uh, Mike Blount, student of the game, taking a shot on first down. Ball at the 47, second and 10. Bullock, ball on the near hash mark out of the pistol. Hand off to Kiner, and Kiner's hit behind the line immediately after he grabbed that football out of Bullock's hands, and he's going to lose, boy, three yards on the play right back to midfield. Kiner is very Ezekiel Elliott-esque, though, in that he gets stronger as the game goes on. Wolf is back into the ballgame. Now, now, check that. Wolf is standing on the sideline getting ready to go back into the ballgame. Play clock down to 15, and now Bacon just breaks the huddle. Receivers out wide on both sides. Third down, 14 yards to go. Ball right at midfield. Bullock, fake handoff on the reverse. Down to Kugley. Now he throws the ball to Bird. Bird's going to throw it up deep, and he's going to go deep to one of the receivers. That's Chaplin. It's going to be intercepted at the 7-yard line by Tabler. A little bit more on that. It's a touchdown. It comes up a little bit short, and it's picked off. 
Great play design. They ran it perfectly. Just threw it about two yards just too short. Bird, a freshman quarterback here a couple years ago, just didn't have enough on that. So the turnover gives it back to Baden in their own territory deep at the seven-yard line. This thing is not over yet. 7.28 left to go in the ball game. It's still a two-score ball game, two-touchdown game. Baden, if Roger Bacon can stop them three and out, now Wolf is back into the ball game at his linebacker position, by the way. Well, there's a positive. That extra possession gave us a little bit more of a break after the onside kick. Let's see if we can capitalize. Handoff up the middle and brought down right away on the play is Rodgers at about the nine-yard line. They'll give him a gain of a yard, second down nine. And we know it's coming. It's just a question if uh, Bacon can get organized, stay disciplined, and stop it. Flag under center. He's got the wing formation, but he's also got a T backfield. Rodgers in the backfield. Starks, slot left. Now Starks moves in motion to the far side. Hand off to Martin. Martin off the right-hand side. He's got the first down 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, and he's brought down from behind out to near the 40-yard line. They'll say he was brought down at the 37. Wow. I'm not sure what Jake Speed was doing on that play. It looked like he had an opportunity to, to move up and make the tackle, uh, turn his shoulders a little bit, and he was gone. 27-yard run. First and ten, they get out of their own end zone and up to the 37-yard line. Clock running, six and a half minutes left to go in the ballgame. Receivers on wide on both sides. Staggered T formation. Moving in motion is Martin. Handoff goes to Stark. Starks off the left-hand side, takes it up to the 40. And he'll be stopped right there after a gain of three. Second down seven. We'll be at home next week for Alter. We'll be on the air at 6.45 with the pregame. Two great legends next week, including a World War II veteran, Larry Geft. Don't have many of those kicking around anymore, Dave. Not really. That's too bad. I believe he just turned 92. Wow. Plague letting the play clock drain down inside five. Handoff around the left-hand side. It goes to Starks. Starks outside the 45 to the 46, 47-yard line. Gain of nine on the carry and another. Baden first down. Out to the 48 is where they'll spot him. And in the midst of a bunch of arm tackling, Michael Sanders, sophomore linebacker, coming in with the big hit. Five and a half minutes left to go in the ballgame. Martin. Wing left, Starks wing right, Rogers in the backfield in this wing tee. Play clock down to five again. Flag brings them set, moves Martin in motion. Hand off to Martin around the right side, into Baden territory, or into Roger Bacon territory inside the 40 to the 35 to the 30, and he is run out of bounds at the 31, or check at the 29 yard line. Or are they going to give him just the 30? They'll stop him at the 30. And he was run out of bounds, so the clock stops with 5.08 left to go in the game. Just nobody out there to make that tackle for Roger Bacon. So the ball at the 30-yard line of Roger Bacon, first and 10. Clock running, 
Now clock stopped, excuse me. 5.08 left to go as he went out of bounds. Flag looking at the play clock. Brings the team up out of the wishbone. Play clock gets to five. And now he snaps the ball. Hand off to Martin off right tackle to the 25, to the 20, inside the 20, and down to the 17-yard line. Gain of 13 again. And Roger Bacon is just exact, just exhausted right now, Rob. Exhausted. It's a hot night. Still, you know, we could put the tape on from last week and talk about holding the edge. Famous football cliche. They haven't been able to do it, but I think the heat and the amount of time they spent with this running game has really put a toll on them. 4.45 left to go in the ballgame. It is 35-21 Baden, and they are driving again to the 17. Handoff inside. It goes to Rodgers. Rodgers inside the 10, down to the 5. And he's got another first down on another game of 14 this time. And it's first and goal for Baden. Let's see if they can pull it together. Goal line stand. We know they're probably going to try to run this up the middle. Let's see if we can get a stop. First and goal. Now Flegg turns around and looks at his offensive coordinator for the play. Play clock at 10 now. And the game clock continues to run with 4.15 left to go in the ballgame. Moving in motion is starts. Handoff up the middle goes to Peters, excuse me, Rogers, excuse me, and Rogers takes it in from five yards out for the score. So that'll make it 41 to 21. Dave, and I think you said it best, they're just gassed at this point. 90 degree weather, young kids, uh, underclassmen, veteran offensive line, and a whole lot of that wing tee. 4.09 left to go. Not a lot of teams run that wing tee anymore. I remember the first time I saw it was back in the early 80s, and it was difficult to defend then. It's the same now. But that's because nobody sees it. Kind of like the option in college football. Right. Teams like Navy and Georgia Tech that can. Pulling upset now and then. Extra point is up, and it is no good. So there is 4.09 left to go in the ballgame, and your score. It is now Hamilton Baden 41 and Roger Bacon 21. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Oh, it is 41-21. You're never out of a ball game when you've got a Corey Kiner in the backfield, but in this one here, if your defense cannot stop anybody, you can't expect Kiner to just continue to score TDs. He can't do it all. He is a hell of a linebacker, but they use him one way. Uh, at this point, it's building for the future. I don't even know that I would run him much harder tonight. Uh, I would give some other guys a chance to get some valuable experience. Keontae Deer, maybe Chris Coogley. Um, don't take a chance with Kiner when you got Alter coming up. 
Well, right now giving you an update on the Major League Baseball scoreboard. The Reds are still down to the Red Sox 5-4 to four, as that game is in the top of the eighth inning. Those games are big for the Red Sox. They've clinched a playoff berth, but not the division yet. And Klug is going to kick it off, squib it up the field, and it's taken in by Coleman at his 19 to the 20. 25 cuts it to the left of the center of the field, and he'll be stopped outside the 25 to the 27-yard line on the play. So Coleman gives Roger Bacon, again, good field position. That has not been the problem tonight at the 28-yard line with 4.04 remaining to go in the ballgame. We'll give a shout-out to Alyssa Flading and my cousin Morgan Hausfeld and the girls' volleyball team that beat Purcell last night. 3-0, to zero, big GCL win. Great game. Volleyball's a fun game to watch. Awesome. It really is. Taylor goes all the way out wide left. Wide right is Coleman. Out of the pistol is Bullock. Bullock drops straight back, down by 20. Looks over the middle. It is complete on the play. Excuse me, that's Kappel. Kappel catches it across the 35 out to the 39-yard line, and it's a first down. Also should thank Grace Wilking, who is a Kelsey, who shadowed my daughter on Wednesday, giving her her first taste of Roger Bacon. So the ball at the 36-yard line. Bullock's going to throw it out to the left-hand side. Tried to get it to his intended receiver. Edmondson threw it way in front of him and incomplete. Big Jackson Mills in his face. 6'3", 220-pound junior. Hard to throw over. Those big arms. 347 left to go in the ballgame. Second down. 10 yards to go. Ball at the 39. Roger Bacon in their own territory. Bullock with Kiner to his right out of the pistol. Spread offense, dropping back, heavy rush. Now he steps up into it, throws it out to the left-hand side to Edmondson again, incomplete. Again, threw it over his head. Hasn't been able to set his feet with that pass rush. Throwing off one foot or throwing off a back foot. Not able to get the right touch or velocity on that ball. So it's third and ten. Taylor Edmondson. So you got Kobe and Taylor in the slot. you got a linebacker who's gimping over there. Out of the pistol, dropping back Bullock. Bullock looking that way. Now rolls out to the left-hand side. Throws it upfield. It is incomplete. Tried to get it to look like Taylor. And he just could not bring it down, and that was Taylor. Off balance again. Couldn't get his hips or his shoulders square to deliver that ball in the right place. Fourth down, 10 yards to go from their own 39, and... Roger Bacon will go for it. What else are you going to do? Down by 20 with 3.35 left to go in the game. Bullock on 4th and 10. Drops straight back. Heavy rush. They just pinned their ears back and came after him. Rolls out to the left. Throws it up the left-hand side. Complete for a first down inside Baden territory to the 48-yard line. That's Edmondson who came up with the 4th down catch. Good receiver core. Edmondson just a junior. Kuhlman a junior, Kappel a junior. Things are bright as we've spoken about all night. Bullock on first and ten from the Baden 48. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it up the right-hand side. Intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Alex DeLong. DeLong runs it back to midfield to the 40, 35, 30, and he's going to be hit and dropped right at the 30-yard line. And Now there's a lot of scuffling going on on the field as one of the Roger Bacon players lost his helmet. 
I think he didn't lose it. It was ripped off of his head. And that was another situation where Bullock's trying to make that throw off one foot, kind of leaping into the air versus getting set. Mike Wild, a good quarterback's coach. I'm sure that's one of the things he's going to work to improve with Bullock. Again, just a sophomore, but you don't get set. You run the risk of a ball getting picked off. So there's 3.13 left to go in the ball game. Amir Muhammad late getting on the field, but now he's rolling out to the left and will pick up the receiver out there, Mignory. Underneath center is the quarterback, Flag. Flag hands it off to Martin. Martin off the right-hand side is going to be hit inside the 30 at about the 28-yard line, gain of three, second and seven. I would imagine they'll be content to run the clock down here. Get out of here with the victory. Well, you would think. Now they're going no huddle with 2.54. Play clock just started. And it's just down to 20. Now they'll look to the side. Wishbone formation. They've got Mignery all the way out to the left. But I don't think he's going to be catching anything here in this last three minutes. And tight end left is Taylor. Looking at the play clock is Flag under 5 to 4 to 3. Now he snaps it. Handoff goes to Stark. Starks to the 25, and he'll be dropped at the 24. Another gain of three, and it's third down. And call it five yards to go. On the other hand, Dave, this is... Baden is one of those teams that better get their shots at Bacon while they can uh, because the rise is coming. 2.10 left to go in the football game. Flag taking his time, looking over to the sideline. Next week, we'll be home for Alter, and we'll be on the air at 645 for that one. A lot of players down for Roger Bacon on the sideline trying to stretch out their calf muscles. Pitch out comes to Martin around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 25-yard line for a loss of a yard. And it'll bring a fourth down, five yards to go, with a minute 35 left to go in the ballgame. Hopefully back to a little bit more football weather. Next week. Oh, it's brutal tonight. Speak for yourself. I enjoy this kind of weather. Like a stuck pig up here. In the hot box. On the rotisserie. Chris Coogley shaking up a little bit on that play. Yeah. Looks like maybe it was an ankle, but he's off on the side getting help from the trainer. Play clock down to ten. A minute nine left to go in the ballgame. Flag, looking, he's going to take it all the way down and just take a delay a game penalty. Or will they take a timeout? They did. They took a timeout. So there's a timeout on the field. We're just going to keep it right here. Roger Bacon High School is going to open its doors and it's home to prospective students and families each year. And this is a great opportunity to see the campus fully alive and get a personal tour from one of the enthusiastic Spartan ambassadors. Students and parents will have an opportunity to meet and talk with teachers, coaches, club moderators, administrators, friars, and current Spartans. Each tour will showcase the historic buildings, the new Friars Club, and the Roger Bacon Fitness Center. So that's the first time out by Baden here in the second half with a minute two left to go in the ballgame. Ball resting at the 25-yard line, fourth down, five yards to go. 
And Flag will bring it up. Wing T formation. He's got Rodgers in the backfield with him. Now Martin moves in motion to the far side. Hand off to Rodgers. Rodgers cuts it up. Gets it inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. He'll be stopped there. And Bacon will turn it over on downs. And Roger Bacon will have it first and 10 at their own 23-yard line. And that will just about do it here this evening. 57 seconds left to go in the ballgame. And Roger Bacon will have an opportunity to trying to at least get another score on the board. Kiner comes out along with Bullock. Wolf looking over to the sideline, seeing if he should stay in or if Taylor's going to stay in. Wolf has been battling that little injury all night long. He has been. He's a tough kid, though. His dad, Brian, famously tough here back in the, the 80s. Would expect nothing less from Logan. And Wolf is staying in. And they throw it out to him in the flat. It is nice complete block. for the 25, 30, 35. He's going to be run out of bounds, way out of bounds. At, they, they took him down all the way over to the bleacher. Kobe Taylor with a really nice block coming down to to hit the corner. So that's a first down, 15-yard reception out to the 36-yard line. First and 10, clock stops on the out-of-bounds, 50 seconds to go. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner, shake and bake, gets right back to the original line of scrimmage in 36 and is stopped right there for no gain. Second down, 10 yards to go. Roger Bacon not in any hurry. Now they'll hustle up to the line of scrimmage. Ball placed right at the 35-yard line. You're going to say he lost a yard. 25 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Snap to Bullock. Bullock drops straight back, looks over the middle. It is complete to Edmondson at the 40, 45. And he's going to be sacked and dropped on a flag down. Looked like somebody got a hold of Edmondson's face mask as he hit the 47-yard line and then was spun backwards. Let's see what they're going to call. And it looks like it will be a face mask. With 16 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Bacon with a little spark, of course. Baden has dropped back a little bit, kind of playing the, the prevent. Uh, but good to see Bacon making positive plays. Again, just building confidence. And they are going to give him the major face mask penalty. 15-yarder all the way down to the 39-yard line in Baden territory. Bullock with 16 seconds to go, drops back. He's going to look out to his left. He's got a receiver, and it is complete. That's Edmondson at the 10, and he's run out of bounds at the 6. Edmondson has really been the go-to guy tonight in the passing attack for the Spartans. A lot of attention paid to Coleman. Edmondson building on what he did last week against McNick and showing himself to be a real playmaker. Eight seconds left to go in the ballgame, and now... Timeout is taken by Roger Bacon. As much as it may not seem to be big, this is an important drive for Roger Bacon because it gives them the opportunity to go into the next week of practice for Alter off of something good that they've done in this game. That's right. You can learn as much from the bad things you do on tape as you can the good things you do on tape. And with a young team, again, the offensive line, a freshman, three sophomores, sophomore quarterback, junior receivers, freshman running back, having some positive plays, you can go back and study, and that, that memory, that confidence that you were able to do that against a pretty good defense will be a, a substantial building block for them as they go into a really tough game against Alter. So it 
Eight seconds to go in the ball game. It's 41-21. Baiting on top of a ball at the four-yard line on first and goal, but that means nothing right now with eight seconds to go. Bullock drops straight back. Pump fake. He's going to roll out of the pocket, roll out to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. Tried to get it to Kuhlman. Incomplete. Let him just a little too far, and there's one second left on the clock. So Bullock will get one more shot at the end zone. He's got Wolf out there, a one receiver. Kappel out wide to the right, then Wolf slot right. Kiner is going to come out to the right-hand side also, and left is Edmondson. Now Kiner lined up in the backfield. Fake handoff. They're going to throw the fade into the back end of the end zone to Edmondson. Incomplete, and that is the ball game. And your final score here tonight, Hamilton Baden 41, Roger Bacon 21. Rob and I will be back to wrap things up from Fairfield after this timeout. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game, and remember to keep the student first and student athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Well, Rob, I mean, if you look at this game, Roger Bacon really started out well. They looked like they were clicking on all eight cylinders. Looked like they were going to be able to move the football at will tonight. And then that long, long run by Martin, or Rogers, I should say, in the set, right at the end of the first quarter, just seemed to turn the tide in this football game. And Dayton just dominated it from then on out. Not to harp on a common theme but we've mentioned many times tonight that this is a young team and sometimes those big plays can be daggers and suck the wind not only out of the hearts but the mindset of of the Roger Bacon defense and I I think that's what happened moving forward from that point they struggled with a little confidence they showed some frustration uh, got a little bit lost as far as focus went the offense on the flip side were able to build on some some small gains, weren't able to finish drives in the first half minus the one drive towards the end of the second half, but we're able to come out in the second half, put some good things together. Kiner, of course, is Kiner. Uh, he kind of led the spark and then able to ignite at least a better showing than last week and something to build on for next week. Well, at halftime, it was just 7 to nothing. The Rams led it, and then Roger Bacon recovered a fumble on the kickoff and ended up going in for a score to make it on Kiner's 15-yard touchdown run, making it 7-6, to but the extra point was no good with 9.38 left to go in the third quarter. Hamilton Baden then came back and scored on a 32-yard touchdown run by Rogers to make the score 13-6. to Martin then added another 20-yard touchdown run with the two-point conversion, and with 4.08 left to go in the third, it was 21-6. to Then Starks ran one in from 59 yards out. That made it 28-6 to with 28 seconds left to go in the third quarter, and for all intents and purposes, that was the end of the football game. But Roger Bacon didn't know that. They came back on a... 14-yard touchdown pass from Bullock to Edmondson with 9.09 left to go in the fourth quarter, making it 28-14. to Then Hamilton Baden came back with a 48-yard touchdown run by Starks, making it 35-14 to with 8.41 left to go in the ballgame. Kiner then busted one 50 yards for a touchdown, making it 35-21 to with 8.25 left to go. And then Rodgers added a 5-yard touchdown run, making it 41-21 to with 4.09 left to go. 
So now Roger Bacon drops to two and three on the year. They're zero and two in the GCL. Baden goes to four and one on the year. They're two and zero in the GCL. Now, what happens with Roger Bacon as they go into this altar game is they've got to continue to learn. They've got to watch the film and just try to capitalize upon not only their mistakes but the other team's mistakes. If there's one goal I take in to the altar game, if I'm Mike Cloud, of course you watch film, you prepare to win, you want to play more consistently. You want to show a little bit better effort this week uh, or next week than you did this week. The good part is, for you and I, we've got Purcell at the end of the season. Big rivalry game. You want to continue to build because you know that's the one you can get. You know that's the one you really got to have to take into next season to ignite the turnaround. They will have their hands full against a really good altar team that, that hammered Fenwick tonight. Fenwick, again, another big school, very talented uh, but again, it's consistency, maturity, and small victories. So that's going to do it for tonight's broadcast. Our thanks to the people here at Fairfield High School for helping us out here this evening. Also to the coaching staff and the athletic director over in Hamilton, Baden, and of course to Mike Blout here at Roger Bacon High School. Our thanks to all of our sponsors. Make sure you tell the sponsors that you, you heard the broadcast tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com because we really need the help of the sponsors to continue bringing these to you. Our thanks to Rob for chipping in tonight. Any final thoughts on tonight's ball game? Well, as Rob ends up talking to somebody else, we'll just wrap it up from here. So your final score once again tonight. It was Hamilton Baden 41 and Roger Bacon 21. For Rob Rickenbaugh, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Roger Bacon High School football. This game has been brought to you by Stacy Heating and Air at 443 Linus Avenue in Harrison. Call 513-202-0407. Kelsey Chevrolet, Greater Cincinnati's largest Chevy dealer. KelseyChev.com. The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore. The Mount St. Joseph University and by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.